Welcome to episode 578 of the PS Nation podcast. Another episode in closer to E3, and we have a special friend with us uh, in the, uh, during his tea time. So we get Mr. Stuart Gilray. Uh, afternoon. It's not even tea time. It's like ten to three in the afternoon. So it's like yay between lunch and tea. Uh, he's not going to know what to do with himself. Usually when he's on with Glenn and Josh, it's like 2 a.m. for him. So just fall yeah, asleep. Yeah. This is, lo- well, yeah. I mean, there's been, t- well, last time I, I bowed out halfway through. Yeah. Because yeah. I was falling asleep. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Dave fell asleep last week or the week before. Josh was obviously talking too much. <laughs> I was. Yeah, actually he was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and ironically, he was talking about dreams. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. You're excused. Uh, <laughs> All right, and we have Josh Langford, obviously. That's me. And Michael Swick. I should have been introduced first. I'm just saying. Matt, what's shortest first? I mean. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> go by height. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we are a week away from E3, and uh, we were working with Stuart a couple weeks ago about trying to find something that matched up and find something that matched up with all three of our schedules, and with me working overnights and all that fun jazz, like we, this all worked. Josh was able to record during the morning. Michael had the morning off of work. Uh, Stuart is a developer, so he just sits at home and with his feet up. <laughs> I'm in the office today. Uh-huh. So, like, Which is nice. So, you know, we wanted to get him on before E3 because he's been on before E3 the last couple of years. And like I said, just because there's been some changes doesn't mean that Stewart still can't join. So. Well, indeed. I mean, I think this is, correct if I'm wrong, Josh, the fourth year I've done this one. At least, yeah. Yeah. You're going to send him wow. looking through archives now and we're going to lose him for like 30 <laughs> minutes. So You can do it That's after good. the show. <laughs> All right. So That's let's good. get into the basic nuts and bolts real quick. We'll go through this. All right, so you found the podcast. Thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, uh, listening on your computer, your laptops, whatever you do. We appreciate it. There's a subscribe button on Podcast Addict, iTunes, Google Play, all of them. If you can leave us a review, that'd be great. Um, you stop talking about wrestling for MJC. You're just encouraging him. It's not a good idea. Um, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Um, you can also download the RSS. You can subscribe to the RSS feed directly at psnation.com. Uh, click on the podcast section of the uh, the website, and there's a subscribe button there, and it'll send you an email every time we post something on the feed. My apologies for last week's podcast. I was having a little bit of server connection issues. I actually had to get Glenn involved to get the podcast posted, So, and it didn't help with my change of uh, sleep schedule. So that's just sorry, and I'll get better when the schedule gets better, which it never will. So. <laughs> Um, so you can also use Stitcher as well. And again, please leave us a review, any whatever, hopefully five stars and, and a comment on there. It moves us up these charts in ways that we never will understand, um, but it just moves us up. So uh, You can also email us at podcast at psnation.com, and you can use hashtag AskPSNation on the social medias to send us questions uh, that Stuart will answer when he's not supposed to. Uh, Oops. <laughs> So, and then you can also go over to the forums, psnation.com slash forums. There's a shout box there. There's some random conversations going on in there. There's some other stuff going on, a little bit of God of War talk. Uh, there was a little bit of Detroit talk last week for Detroit Become Human. And also you can hit us up on the on Facebook, uh, facebook.com uh, psnation page. So there, you, there's some questions there. We post usually whatever we post on Twitter. We post on Facebook as well, especially if we're looking for feedback or questions or stuff to record uh, for our questions when we record. Um, following us on social media, Twitter uh, main account is at PS Nation. Josh's account is at PJF Josh. Michael's is at the First MJC. 
Mine is at the Destiny Dave and Stuart. At Stuart Gilray. Yeah. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can support us uh, by using our affiliate links, uh, Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, Target. Just click on the affiliate link page. There's a whole bunch of stores listed there. Click on those links uh, for a store that you already go to. Nothing changes for you. If you purchase something, we get a, a small commission from it, and it helps us pay the bills. Uh, you can also use uh, Zazzle.com for PlayStation Nation merchandise, uh, T-shirts, mugs, ornaments, cups, all that stuff. Um, our video services, so twitch.tv slash psnation. Um, by the time you hear this, it'll be too late, but you should be subscribed to us so that you don't have to worry about me telling you. Um, but Glenn is going to be doing a stream today or tomorrow, um, June. I don't even know what the date is today. Um, yeah. well, today's June 5th, yeah. so by the time so they hear this, or the sixth, they would already have passed. But if you're subscribed to us or you follow us, then you'll hear about this. But Glenn is giving away some codes of uh, copies of Onrush. Uh, the game that just came out from uh, uh, Deep Silver and the new studio that was formerly of Evolution. Codemasters. One more time? Well, Codemasters Evo, basically. Yeah, okay. Is what they're so, calling themselves. Um, but also, we are an affiliated uh, Twitch channel, which means that if you, if you choose to, you can subscribe to us financially. Uh, it's $5 a month if you like to, or you can link it with your Amazon Prime, and you can actually subscribe to us for free. Many of you have already done that. We appreciate it. Please check it if it's been a couple weeks, because it does not auto-resub. So over 30 days, it just doesn't resub. So you have to go on a browser and click on subscribe and resub to us. We would appreciate that because that's free for you and we get money back as well. And then also youtube.com slash psnation. A couple live streams have been posted over there. Um, MJC's got something going up there recently, right? Yeah, I uh, started to post playthroughs of the original Spiral games. Yeah, awesome. So there's a couple parts of those going up. And I think you're playing with uh, Sarah, right? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, She's the Spiral diehard, so she's controlling it we're just talking over it so all right so that's it for that we're going to get into some new releases for these games that apparently just want to die because they come out the week of e3 <laughs> yeah that's a little crazy so one of them um, is a disc-based copy so i'll let it pass but you'll see why i mean uh super Bomberman r shiny edition <laughs> is 39.99 it's e10 plus this is from konami it was uh developed by konami and hexadrive this was the one that was released last March on the Switch, and it's now making its way to the other consoles. The bonus content that makes it Shiny Edition is that you get eight Shiny Bomberman Brothers set, Golden Vic Viper Bomber. Hmm. Yay. Wow, uh, tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> There's a story mode where you can play alone or in local co-op. There's the battle mode, which is classic Bomberman for up to eight players, either in local or online doesn't seem to be able to mix them. Uh, and then there's Grand Prix. At least on the Switch, I thought it could. But Apparently on the PS4, it can't, the way they have it written. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, then there's Grand Prix, a new competitive mode where teamwork is required. Then we have Moss, $29.99, E10+. Plus. This is being published by Perpetual, and this is the one that was developed by Polyarch. It's the PlayStation VR platformer about an adorable mouse. This is the one I reviewed a little while back. It's getting a physical copy, and we will have a couple physical copies to give away. If I get them before I go to E3, I'm going to take them to E3, and if you find me on the show floor, <laughs> good luck, <laughs> um, because the general public can go now, so if you're going to E3 
and you find me on the show floor, I will give you a copy of Moss. As long as you do ten jumping jacks in front of him. Yeah, so he can slap Make the shit 20. out of the people on the side. Yep, exactly. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. Make it twenty. I wanna I wanna get that vicarious <laughs> thrill of uh, exercise by watching somebody else do it. Um so yeah, we're gonna have a couple copies to give away. We'll see, you know, when we get them, what we're gonna do with them. Awesome. Uh, then we have Lego Disney Pixar's The Incredibles. It's not a mouthful or anything. This is fifty nine ninety nine, and this is also E ten plus. It's an E ten plus kind of week. Uh, this is from Warner Brothers Interactive, developed by TT Games. You get to play through major scenes from both movies. There's an open hub world with missions, side missions, and a big free play area. And the big thing in this one is getting through all the puzzles and stuff requires a lot of family teamwork and combining their powers. In... Is this Incredibles 1 or Incredibles it's, 2? It's both. Okay. It's both. Before the movie's yeah. out. Uh, same when day. Movie come out? Uh, it should be the same day, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I guess uh, I didn't realize this... it came out that soon. Wow. Yeah, neither did I. But when it said, yeah, it's coming, <laughs> this one's coming the 15th, which is Friday. Oh, the movie's the, movie's the 19th. So, okay. I think. The 19th? That's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's right. coming out super early. Well, it's, in the UK, it's on the 19th. Okay. It's coming out super early, right. so I'm guessing the States will be the same. I, I would think it's the 15th, because we're better. Well, <laughs> actually, I can't say that anymore, can I? <laughs> hey, now. <Wow. laughs> let's not yeah. go there. <laughs> no, okay. let's go there. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> no let's not go there. June 15th um, in the US. So. Yeah, see? There you go. Um, yeah, we laughed at you for Brexit. Boy, were we fools. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, let's continue on. That's all the new releases. And we're Alrighty. done. <laughs> all right, Michael, you want to hit the first news story? Yeah, okay. So June's P- uh, June PS Plus games were announced. Uh, we have for the PlayStation 4, we have XCOM 2 and Trials Fusion. Uh, for the PS3, we have Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future Soldier, Zombie Driver HD Complete Edition. And then on the Vita, we have Squares and Atomic Ninjas. Uh, it's a pretty good month for the PS4. I'm not too sure. I, I, haven't, plus, I haven't messed with any of the, the Vita ones or the PS3 ones. Is that a good Tom Clancy game or a bad Tom Clancy game? I don't know. No, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, let me see. I didn't see which ones were coming. Uh, oh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future, Shold. Future uh, Soldier. We saw that at E3 a couple years ago. I don't think it was received all that well when okay. it came out um, not that I remember uh, wow and I've never played either of those Vita games yeah me neither I like I, I rarely play my Vita but yeah, yeah I've never played any of those Vita games I usually have all the Vita games that hit plus but that's cool alright new yeah. stuff yeah PS4 really good games I, XCOM 2 is fantastic yeah. uh, and Trials Fusion is always always fun if you've already, if you haven't bought it already, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Getting near that <laughs> eight-month warning for PS3 and Vita games. <laughs> yeah. Woo. You know they're 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 not giving those out anymore on Plus after like next year. Well, they're not giving them out now, but as as of next year, anything you've not already got installed on your console and you come to re-download it, you can't re-download it. Yeah. Really. Yay. Yeah. <clears throat> Good job. 
That's, That's problematic. Yeah, especially since it doesn't support multiple hard drives. Thanks. <sighs> well, no, but you can put a terabyte hard drive easy enough on a PS3. Have you met Josh Langford? Terabyte yeah. and a half is the highest you can go. And I've got a terabyte and a half in my PS3s. And so, yeah. Well, what you have to have multiple PS3s and different hard drive in each one. I do. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> have you, he labels, he P touches his PS3s. Like, this one is A through, like, G, and this one is G through. That's what, no, you know what? That's what I did with my HD loader on the PS2. Wow. Uh, I have three hard drives for that filled with <laughs> most, and that's not even most of my PS2 games because. Those could only do a hundred twenty gig hard drive. I remember playing Vice City on PS2 and a hard drive, and having yeah. no load times going across the yeah. page. It was great. Isn't it, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> and that's why I do it. I grab all my games, I drop them in, and you know, get them on the hard drive, and it's it's fantastic. But we shouldn't be talking about such things because it's no. not quite legal. Well, <laughs> sorry, no. sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's games I own. It's you know exactly. I'm just making them easier access. That's all. Until yeah. they say you can't own them anymore. So. Preserving the life of the discs. They're going to come steal my discs? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> all right, Josh, I'm, you want to take I'm, this? I'm, I'm, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, I'm going to interrupt a second. I'm going to go do my usual and go backwards a little bit. Okay. Incredibles 2 is not out in the UK until July 13th. Wow. Ooh. I'll periscope it for you when I take my kid to it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time. Jeez. Play the game and you'll be all set. Fucking Brexit. That's exactly (laughs) why. Well, you guys have been getting all the Marvel movies early, so. I know. And most movies early these days. Yeah. I'm surprised this one's like a month later. What's that about? Pixar maybe doesn't like Europe. I don't know. (sighs) Assholes. Disney (laughs) is punishing you. Although, fucking Disney, they'll, they'll still release 3D movies over there, but not here in the U.S., uh, yeah, but dude, we literally get in the smallest screen they have, and up for like a week, and then they're, they're gone. So it's not even worth it. No, he's yeah, talking I'm about saying, he like can't Blue get a three D movie like disc like the like when Incredibles oh, yeah. when Incredibles yeah. two comes out on DVD, he'll have to like import it from Europe to get the three D version. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I've Someone been has importing. Time, I guess I've been importing heavily from India, actually. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize three D was big out there. Yeah, it is, and they've got the region free um, more so than like. UK, it's always a crapshoot whether it's going to be a region-free disc or yeah. not. But India, it always is. So, I ended up getting because we couldn't get the, the UHD version of um, Fifth Element here, so I ended up oh. having to get a version from the states. And then <clears throat> Blade Runner came out here, and it was 4K but not UHD. Oh. So then I just I asked my friend at Fox, and I got a freebie. Yay! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Right. They should just release it all everywhere. This is all exactly. bullshit. Supply and demand, Josh. Supply and demand. Yeah. Grumble, all right. grumble. All right, you want to yeah. take the second one, Josh? Sure. Uh, Lego DC Super Villains has been announced. It's coming to PlayStation 4 on October 19th, in the UK, at least. Yay! <laughs> That's what it says. Um, so this one flips everything upside down. Basically, you get to create your own supervillain and you can gain powers and things like that throughout the game. Uh, you're running with all the villains. You're the center of the story and racing through all the iconic DC locations, fighting against the good guys. 
Um, so you'll be team, you're teaming up with Joker, Harley Quinn, Lex Luthor, all of them. Um, so it sounds like it's a lot of fun. That's something yeah. we don't normally get. I think that that'll be one of the highlights of E3 for our Warner Brothers appointment as well. Probably, yeah. Oh. I want to see the Lego version of the killing joke. <laughs> I think you might have other exciting things to see at Warner Brothers. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Unannounced game three. I couldn't possibly kill it. <laughs> sure you can. It's okay. No, I'm not saying a word. Nobody listens right. anyway. No, yeah, nobody listens to this until after E3 anyway, so anything you could say would already be known. I, I wouldn't be surprised if our friends at Rocksteady have something coming. Yeah, that's yeah, been yeah. floating around, and everybody's been trying to guess at what it is. I think I have an idea. I want but, them to do a Turtles game, but I don't think they will. That, that would be... Good. I don't want another Batman. No, like I, I, I don't mean, want. I, I wouldn't mind another superhero movie from or a superhero game from them, but not Batman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, I want Wonder Woman. Personally, I want a Catwoman I... game. <laughs> you just want to watch her run. No, I'm just thinking the, that terrible Halle Berry movie and, and game that came out. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I want to see Rocksteady's version of the basketball game from Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want that. I don't get now. Can somebody explain this to me? Because I, well, this is Hollywood's lack of imagination. That's what oh, it is. Um, every single female superhero movie, TV show, whatever, they have to. Their arch enemy has to be a woman. Like they can't fight a guy. The most yeah. recent Wonder Woman one, there was a guy, but like the Wonder, the aborted Wonder Woman TV show that the pilot leaked online. Her her arch enemy was, of course, a woman. Um, the Catwoman, Halle Berry movie, the arch enemy was a woman. Like it's it's always a woman. Can't they're not strong enough or not good enough to fight guys? I don't get it. It's I think they're just an equal opportunity, surely. Yeah, or political correctness <laughs> somehow in there. So. Or, or 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 political equal opportunity correctness. Well. Throw a female villain into a guy movie. Who you know? I well, you kind of had that with Thor, though, didn't you? Ragnarok. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it was fantastic. Oh, I love yes. that movie. It was more than fantastic. Oh, and, 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 and Batman, being Batman's had his fair share. Poison Ivy, Catwoman, you know. But they're not like the main villain, you know, in any of these things. Yeah, they're always just a side villain. Yeah. True. True. See, I don't know. It, someone. Someone. Uh, Warners will know why they do it, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I hope Rocksteady doesn't bring a Batman. I, I don't. I don't want anything Batman related. Maybe if we're lucky, they'll do a Justice League movie game. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. and it'll look better than the movie. <laughs> to be fair, I kind of like their Batman stuff. I think if they did another one, though, it would have to like, depart from the old previous ones. The only Batman I would want is Batman Beyond from them. Something completely different, but still in a Batman universe. I just don't want... I, I want something new from them. I'm kind of burnt out on uh, their Batman. Yeah. yeah, I like their Batman games, but yeah, I'm kind of the same. It's, it's By the third one, it was like, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe Batgirl, but... Oracles in their universe, so ooh, ooh, ooh. that wouldn't Aquaman. work. Aquaman, Aquaman, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Let's go whole hog and say Electra. 
<laughs> hey, did you see somebody uh, pointed out that um, in the old Super Friends cartoon, uh, in the intro to the Super Friends cartoon, they're showing, you know, all the different characters and everything, and, and then they're talking about Justice League coming together and blah, blah, blah. Well, then there's a shot of Aquaman flying through space. Nice. No no suit on, nothing. He's just flying through space. <laughs> He's a special kind of guy. Apparently. He had more powers than we realized. They're making him, that, that, that company's making him his own movie, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, they're supposed to be. Yeah, I know they were. I don't know if they still are. Assuming no, that. yeah, it's 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 like they finished shooting it a while ago, so I think it's still coming. Mm-hmm. Well, cool Dad Momoa is Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. I, I like him, but I in Justice League he was I didn't think he was good at all. Yeah, he was dude bro. Yeah, he was dude bro <laughs> dad jokes. Like it was like I don't know. What's funny is oh, cause obviously on name dropping time. I know David Hewlett. So yeah. to see when he was in Atlantis with Jason Moore yeah. and then and Joe Flanagan and stuff, it's like the only one of any of them are doing anything now is Momoa. You know, Flanagan's doing jack shit. Hewlett's doing things here and there. You know, he's obviously done a couple of Planet of the Apes movies and now yeah. he's done Shape of Water and now he's doing something else I can't talk about. But, you know, it's not really major. It's kind of like minor things. And the only one who's doing anything limelight is Momoa. Yeah, it's it's almost like that same thing about women. You know, it's like men ogling beautiful women with great figures. So they're doing the same with Momoa because you know, compared to other guys, he's kind of a beefcake. Yeah, so he's a very pretty man. Well, Flanagan was doing some TV series, some Vegas something, or oh, was he? Yeah, it was. I, I don't know if it's still on because I looked him up. I was like, what the hell happened to him? And it's, it's you know, it's, his. Well, he I know he he and his wife divorced. Um, <laughs> So that didn't go well for him, and he kind of had a, a bit of a downward spiral for a while. Mm. Uh, and then I heard he was picking things up, but then I hadn't seen anything from him to you speak ta- of. So maybe he is doing it. So Josh, are you talking about the Vegas show that was like based in the casino and it was like um, functioned around the the security team? Probably he's he's that type of guy that would be the security type guy. Yeah, um, because I, I know I'm terrible with names, but the guy that played. Um, one of the army guys in the Transformer movies. Um, Josh Dumel. Josh Yeah, Dumel. he was the main character in the Vegas show. Okay, hang on a second. Let me... Right. I'm Googling since, I'm IMDB. <laughs> yeah, since we're already <laughs> off. <laughs> thing is, right... Welcome and to the, the Stuart Gilroy edition. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was in Major Crimes for an episode. Uh, he's been doing... Fringe for an episode. He's not been anything Vegas. He's a warehouse oh, crap, right. as well. Yeah, I thought I saw. No. Yeah, Warehouse Thirteen was bringing all the all the people on from different from Galactica and from yeah yeah. From did you Star watch? The, um, did you watch uh, the Librarians? I did not. I knew to. It, it is basically a remake, kind of, of Warehouse Thirteen. Is it really? Instead of being a warehouse, it's a library. Huh. Yeah, but that's There's not a couple movies of that, and even like a TV series of them too. Yeah, it was um, uh, what's his name, Noah Wiley. Yeah. A while, how are you guys pronounce his name? Yeah, but yeah. so, so yeah, so since since Flanagan finished Atlantis, he's done one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven appearances. One All right, and I thought I had read or saw somewhere that he was in some 
he was like a regular on a TV series, but it, I don't see nope. it here. Nope. He's got a lot of traveling and stuff. I think he, I'm, I'm sure that's why he says he's living in Australia or lived in Australia for a while or something, mm-hmm. which was weird. It's like, okay, talk about getting away from it all. Yeah. Um, you know, but hey, there you go. Anywho, yeah. back to your regular programming. <laughs> okay, a lot of problems. Why people listen for you? So they do. It's right. Weird people. Yeah, you know, like all the, Yeah, I know. Like, people are asking for it. So every uh, time there's a tangent, Dave just like throws his arms up and spins in his chair. No, <laughs> I'm too tall to spin in my chair. You know, you can spin around in yours, but I can't. Uh, my legs drag on the ground computer. and everything. So. <laughs> Uh, again, I'm like 5'11". That is normal height. I'm, it's not my fault that you have, like, gigantism or some shit. <laughs> How tall are you, Dave? 6'4". How tall is Angela? 5'8". Uh, oh, that was close. Yeah. Because you need to know your wife's height, otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah. Small. <laughs> so, I was expecting it's like 5'2 or something. I was like, oh, that's different. <laughs> My son's taller anyway. than her, so. Wow. All right. All right. What's next in so, the news? So, um, another winning punch from uh, Walmart Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know what you're going to say now. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey has been confirmed. Yeah. So, the, um, we thought they were maybe went to the every other year um, when they did uh, Origins. Was it? Yeah, it's Origins. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. thought they were on the every other year cycle. Uh, apparently not. So this one looks to be like taking place, um, like a, um, Greece. Yeah, like, the, like Greece. a Spartan style helmet. You know. Yeah, I, I have some. I have, I have a little bit of information for you on this one. Okay. Go so ahead. you know how all the Assassin's Creed games also have code names. So yeah. the, the code name for or, uh, for Origins for um, Odyssey. I'm going to say this with American accent as well because otherwise I'll get it wrong. It's Dynasty. Assassin's oh. Creed Dynasty, and they change it to Odyssey for release. Yeah, a Dynasty. It, it that was a bad eighties uh, evening show. sitcom TV, or sitcom uh, drama. Yeah, soap opera type show. Yeah, like Dallas. Yes, yes exactly like okay. Dallas. Yes. With huge shoulder pads and British. Yep, oh, I keep forgetting. <laughs> this is the first time like Michael's talked to Stuart. So no, I was, well, I was on last time. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. On the way, on the transition ones. Yep, I forgot about those. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, people are like freaking out that like uh, we're getting another Assassin's Creed game, but like Ubisoft is always multiple uh, or is always developing multiple games at once. So when Odyssey or when Origins got delayed, then that means Odyssey was delayed. We just didn't yes. know about it to be delayed. So yeah, I mean, to be fair though, uh, sorry, no, Assassin's Creed. Ubisoft's got a unique way of doing things. They'll have a small core team of twenty to thirty people, and then they'll go bigger for art teams. Hold on a second. He's got to go yell at someone in the office to get the coding to get to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make make the assets better. They're out there talking on Skype. I got to get them get to work. Yeah. <laughs> Code harder. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't no, delay it again. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny though because like people have been throwing a fit about like, oh, I guess we're going back to every year there's an Assassin's Creed game. But like, if Origins was delayed, given an extra year, that means Odyssey therefore was probably given an extra year. So or Odyssey was supposed to be this year, and because Origins was delayed, it bumped right up against Odyssey. Yeah, so yeah. it seems super close, but in reality, this one's probably been in the oven for a while. 
Uh, well, they both were. I'm back again, by the way. Sorry, I'd, yeah. someone was waving at me through the glass walls in the meeting room. Um, they, 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 I, from what I understand, they, they were going to do something else before Origins. So Origins was in the pipeline for a while, kind of. I think it's four years I spent on it, and I guess or uh, Odyssey as well, to a degree. But the, the thing I was trying to say about um, Ubisoft is they've got a massive art resource. So they can literally obliterate environments you know, I mean, uh, one of the guys we interviewed a few years ago for art director, he used to work um, at Ubisoft in San Francisco and for a spell he spelled up in Montreal on the first Watch Dogs. <clears throat> in fact, he was involved in the prototype team for Watch Dogs and he literally said we our first um, prototype build had like six square city blocks just with, you know, rectangles um, uh, or uh, you know, cuboids for buildings and stuff. And then he literally went to, went home on a Friday, came in on Monday, was told he's got 400 artists to use for three weeks. And in the space of three weeks, they built the entire city Jeez. to first oh. pass quality. So, is, is he responsible for the mill? No, he was the okay. guy, so it's fine. But the, the point being is that that's where the Ubisoft works. They literally <laughs> they'll, they'll plan out stuff so well and, and spec out level designs and, and layout designs, environments, how they want them roughly. And then they'll just say to art people, make good. <laughs> and they'll yeah. go away for like, yeah, maybe six months for a full game and blitz the shit out of it at full production level with three, four hundred artists. Which is why whenever you see Ubisoft wow. game in the credits, the credits last 30 minutes because they're literally that many people are thrown onto it for a period of time. Then they'll leave it again. There'll be more tweaking on the designs and shit. Then they'll come back again for another pass. You know, and it's, that's why they managed to do it so well. I mean, that's, I mean, Origins. I'm, I'm still playing it now. I've done it almost 150 hours of of gameplay yeah, there's a lot of and content in there it, it is amazing and even irrespective of the, of the actual gameplay itself even just sometimes running through the environment it's staggering how fucking big that game is you know I mean basically it's, it's 13 kilometers by 13 kilometers for the main game area not including the DLC so it's a huge huge map does it concern you if this one's the, the same size or smaller like if like if they do this game smaller it, is that going to disappoint you uh, well, A, I'm pretty confident it's not going to be smaller. Um, uh, a guy I know who works at Ubisoft Toronto, um, he's not on the project, but he has obviously been internal and knows a lot of things about it. Even he said that he is beyond hyped for Odyssey. Cool. Um, and that's just from internal chatter and seeing the videos and stuff internally. So I am not worried in the slightest about this one. I think this will be even more popular. And yeah, reviewed you just always get concerned when you set the bar at a certain point, and it's like, can they go above again? Can they go above again? Can they go above again? You know. Well, you know, I mean, have we been let down thus far on main story Assassin's Creeds? To some degree, we're uh, Unity and the other one, the Syndicate. They were a bit of a letdown in some respects, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they made massive, massive leaps in visuals. You know, Unity's big thing was having the, the large crowds. Right. You know, we'd never seen that before. Yes, there were some glitches around it, like there always is in games of that scale. But for the most part, it's like, holy shit, there's 200 people in a crowd here, and I can interact with all of them. They're all doing their own thing. And then the next game, you know, it was it was a bigger environment again. You know. Um, the only thing that let both those games down, I think, was the story stuff. You know, the story wasn't thought out well enough. 
Mm-hmm. And with the Origins, you know, they went, fuck it, let's make the game even bigger again in terms of environment scale. Oh, and by the way, there's actually a decent story attached to it. My only pisser with um, Origins was the first three hours were as dull as dishwater. They yeah, really were boring. Once you get past that, though, and things start slotting in places, like, shit, this is actually really good. <laughs> so, you know, I'm hoping what they've done is anything they needed to learn from Origins, they have done and they're applying to Odyssey, even though the release is only a year apart. You know, I, I think what they would have done with that year, aside from, you know, finishing off the, the game they'd already planned, was to take feedback from people's comments about the first two, three hours are kind of meh. And hopefully address that. Um, and I know there's a large part of the Assassin's Creed fan base who love the whole first civilization stuff. Yeah, I know. That, but at the same time, I know there's people who don't like that stuff. Right. Um, but I do, you know, and I, and I do wish they'd put more of that into it. So we'll see what they do in, on, on Odyssey. Origins had a fair bit in there, not as much as um, the, the, the Ezio trilogy, but enough to keep my interest peaked. So let's see how they do with with Odyssey. I'm excited for it. Yeah, so we definitely it'll be a feature of their press conference next week. Or I'm sure. So. Well, they, they've already said that, though, haven't they? They said that you know we'll see you at E3 right. with that little five second animation of the Sparta kicking, kicking the guy off, uh, reminiscent of 300. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. All right, uh, Michael, you want to take this last one? Sure. Uh, Bethesda surprised everyone last week and announced Fallout 76. Uh, they did a day where they did... AKA Battle Royale. I <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Um, they, they out of nowhere, uh, said, tune into one of our streams, and then they had a stream running for a day where it was just a bobblehead and a TV that said, please stand by, and then eventually led to a, like, minute CG trailer. Uh, yeah. That there's enough Easter eggs. I ended up spending a lot of time just like watching the trailer and then watch people break it down. <laughs> there you looks go. like yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, it looks like uh, this one. Uh, oh, I'm going to talk about YouTube later. Um, <laughs> uh, this one takes place a hundred years before the mainline games, um, because I was on the Pip Boy. There was the date, um, and it's in Vault 76, which has been mentioned before in previous games, and that is one of the first vaults to open um, after. Uh, the bombs dropped. So uh, there's current rumors that it's going to be multiplayer focused, which Bethesda or with Fallout has never really done before. Uh, we don't know anything else about it, though. Uh, multiplayer, I, you say? <laughs> I, 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 I know things. Okay. Because uh, uh, when, when I spoke to people I know about things, they said that it's the full Bethesda Softworks studio team. So the main guys that would do like your Skyrims and your previous fallouts. It's not a side project from another studio. It's done internally. Um, dictating it might be a larger game. And when I asked, is it a story game? Or he said, it's normal BSG stuff. And then when I said, rumors are it's going to be this online thing, he just went, hmm, Interesting. Uh, I so. I mean, you you can do some multiplayer with Fallout. The shooting mechanics. I know you guys are joking about Battle Royale, but I don't think you can <laughs> do Battle Royale in the Fallout engine. Okay, so or the universe. Then what's or the, the universe? Then what's the other multiplayer function of it? Is it PvP? So 
this is a hundred years, so this is when like some of the vaults start to open. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be kind of like turf war type stuff in terms of like th- this is when the settlements begin, like San Andreas, where you're. Where yeah, you're... <laughs> it could be so, well, because they introduced all the uh, settlement building in the last game. So this could be settlement building and then fortifying your settlements from like attacks from other people. Oh, so power defense. I can see something like that, or um, didn't, um, uh, was it Metal Gear Solid 5? They had the thing where you would build your base and then like people could attack yeah. it when you're away. I can see them doing something like that, to where it's not like full-on PvP multiplayer. Uh, you know, it's asymmetrical type of multiplayer functionality. I can see that possibly, but like the, the Fallout engine cannot handle a lot of things because uh, they stretched imagine, that engine I- to the limit. I'd imagine, though, that if they're, if they're doing it properly, um, and by that I mean the tech, that they'd have a, a team at their HQ concentrating on technology, and I'd have liked to think that over time they'll have expanded to what the technology is capable of, in yeah. the same way that Ubisoft expanded the Anvil engine. You know, uh, I don't think they'll just sit there and go, well, Fallout did this, that's what we're sticking with. I'd like to think they've rewritten parts and added features to it over time. So that yeah. they can do a Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, uh, the other rumor is that they're they're having the Battlecry studio work on like the game for some of the multiplayer stuff, just because that Battlecry studio, they, their game was sh- shut down, uh, but they kept the studio running for something. So it might be them partnering up for that portion of the game. Uh, I don't know. It, it's I, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic about it, but I'll, I'll see how it goes. The Multiplayer stuff could be interesting if it's real. Um, though a lot of people were expecting a new Elder Scrolls and are very well, upset. Funnily enough, about that, um, I asked that very question. I said, "Well, if it's BSG, surely they're doing a new Skyrim." And he just said, "You'll have to watch the E3 press conference." Oh shit! Okay, because because they mentioned a couple years ago that like, hey, <laughs> yeah, we are working on like an Elder Scrolls. Uh, yeah. but they didn't, you know, it was just like an offhand comment in like one of the random like developer diary yeah. things that they do. Yeah. And you know what that that is like. another expansion, you know, but, but he told, he told Stuart, you'll have to watch the press conference and he's going to watch the press conference and there's going to be nothing. And he's going to say, see, there you go. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, he did ask me if I was coming across for E3. I went, no, I never go to E3. And he went, shame. Then he said, "I have to watch the press conference." I said, "What time is it?" He goes, "I think it's two thirty in the morning your time." I was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what day it's on because obviously two Sunday, two a.m. Monday morning for you, I think it's Sunday oh, night. Jesus, for us. I, I can't do two nights running. Fuck's sake! Yeah, it's like, obviously Monday night, Tuesday mornings. Sony, I'll be watching that. Yeah, it's like usually it's like Sunday night at eight o'clock Pacific time. Yeah, yeah it's two. Th- well, it's two thirty a.m. my time, so yeah, that means it's going to be. Six six thirty, yeah. Pacific, so I might be right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, before a couple, I mean, Bethesda's been really good with their press conferences, like because even like the other year, like a couple years, we're like, wait, why is Bethesda doing another press conference when they didn't have another Fallout game to announce? And they packed their conference pretty full of stuff. So, yeah. All yeah. right, so that's it for the news for this week. So reviews that hit the site, Josh. Oh boy. Got yeah, to work this week. Work couple. <laughs> um, yeah. So, doo, 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 doo. where are we? Okay. So, uh, Tesla versus Lovecraft. Um, 
It's kind of a weird combination. This was from Chaz. It's E10 Plus. Uh, Shio. Or Shio. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. This is... Um, this is another weird one. It's <laughs> it's kind of a platformer, um, but a precision, very precision platforming. Um, and according to Emra, uh, it's broken up into dozens of sections that probably average out to about 20 seconds of precision platforming per successful playthrough. Uh, what? But you're going to die a lot. <laughs> so it's a lot of restarting uh, a la Super Meat Boy and, yeah. Trial and, and that error. type of thing. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, but he says it's very rewarding. So And the story and everything kept him going on it. Uh, then we have the Y350 CPX 7.1 powered Far Cry 5 edition headset. Catchy, catchy <sighs> name. <laughs> yes. Then you got to run right into the store and ask specifically for that. <laughs> oh, Best Buy employees know their shit, so that, that's going to be great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a Far Cry 5 themed headphone. Um, this was a review by Chaz. So if you're looking for a headset, and you're really into Far Cry, you might want to check out the review first. It's a little iffy there. Uh, then Matt did The Adventure Pals, uh, which is from Massive Monster. It is a, it, You can play it single player. It's really made to be a co-op game. Uh, it's a boy and his giraffe. Um, and a, I believe a pet rock. <laughs> I don't know how running yeah, it's a goofy game. It's it's really tough. Like it, it looks all cute and adorable, but it's a it's a pretty challenging game. Uh, it's a lot of fun though. We played it at where was it? I guess PlayStation Experience last year, and it's pretty cool. Um, then the American Dream, a samurai punk virtual reality trip. <laughs> I don't know. This this one seems a little tone deaf, considering the current uh, state of America at this point. Uh, it's supposed to be very jokey and satire. Uh, essentially, that everything you do in the game, from the moment you're born, you you spend a lifetime as a person. You're born, you're in the crib, and to reach things, you're given a gun and you have to shoot them. Oh, it's a documentary. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's what the whole game is. It's a constant shooting gallery uh, and everything you want to do. You want to make some burgers, you have to shoot them. You have to do this, you have to shoot it. And Yeah. That's <laughs> documentary, definitely. Is. Yeah. Uh, but it's set like 1950s uh, PSAs, public service announcements. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there is World of Warriors. Uh, this one was also from Chaz. Uh, this was an iOS game, uh, a mobile game, and it seems to... They, they've made some changes uh, for the platforms, but it didn't really come across all that well, apparently. Um, hmm. So if you're interested, you might want to check out his review before you go buying it. It's also pretty expensive for the amount of content and everything. 
That was at least Chaz's take on it. So, all right, that's that. So we are on to what we're playing and watching. So Stuart is the guest, and he gets to go first. Oh yay! Uh, what am I playing? I, I, I said this last time I was on the show. Actually, since uh, the little one has been born back at the beginning of February, I've not really played much. And I think I said back in March. Was it when was the last one? Was it February or March? Uh, it had to be uh, February. Yeah, late January, yeah. early February. Yeah. So, I think I just ordered Far Cry Five, and I received it for launch day, and I still haven't opened the damn box. Oh, but, so good! <laughs> so good. Yeah, but I have played some more Assassin's Creed Origins again. Um, I have been playing Pixel Junk Monsters Two, which is fucking awesome. We like that. We like Pixel Junk and Dylan and the guys at Q Games. Yeah, Kyoto. It's on my um, list. I know once I start that game, I'm gonna never stop is, playing it. It's it's fifteen bucks. I mean, yeah. fuck, it, it's what, awesome. What do you have it on? Did you PS4? Okay, so, obviously. Well, I was gonna pick it up on the Switch just for the portability of it. This, this, this is this is the, this is the PlayStation Nation podcast. <laughs> Talk about other platforms, please. Um, so yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Bitch. So definitely, <laughs> definitely on PlayStation Four. Um, it's great. It look. I mean, for a Unity-powered game, it looks staggeringly good. Um, I actually got to talk to Dylan how they managed to make it look so good, but that's a different story. Um, yeah. So that. that what else? Uh, I've been, oh, I played a little of last month's PS Plus game, the the, the racing game. The what's it called? The Turbo Tracks, whatever the hell it is. Trackmania. Is it Turbo? Yeah, there you go. Trackmania. That was crazy. Um, put a little bit of wipeout uh, and got felt sick, so stopped playing it. So uh, did you play it in VR? Yeah, that means no VR for Stuart. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, right? Normally, VR doesn't affect me in the slightest. The only time it's ever affected me until now was we were doing a prototype in the office about four years ago, no, three years ago, and the designer Matt did a, a quick change to it. He said, "Try this." So I put the headset on, moved left on the D-pad on the stick on, on the on the on the DS4, pressed left, and the camera moved right. Oh. And, and my stomach went motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and I, for two and a half hours, I was thought I was going to spew my guts. Wow. And I never suffered any kind of motion sickness, but because the whole correlation between pushing left to go left and, and then no, you're going right, fucker. My brain just went, "This does not compute." Give me a barf bag. Oh. So that was that was fun. Not. Um, so yeah. Keep in mind, anytime Stuart plays a demo, just invert all of his controls. Yay, pukerometer. Um, so yes, yeah, so that that happened. Um, oh. In terms of watching, I mean, Dave knows what I watch regularly. <laughs> watched the end of NCIS. Is this all yeah. three seasons? <laughs> was floored by the end of NCIS New Orleans, and the last episode. I won't say anything out loud in case people haven't seen it yet and want to see it. Uh, also watched Gotham, which just gets better and better and better. Um, I so slightly far bummed. That show, so. Yeah, slightly bummed. The next season is the final season, but hey. Um, what else? Uh, royally pissed that Lucifer was cancelled. Oh, what's that? Oh about? yeah, that was cancelled. Well, I mean, Fox just spent a lot of money on some wrestling. Yeah, they had a clear time. They spent a yeah. billion dollars for wrestling. As you do. And um, Tim Allen. That Tim Allen show needs a time slot. So. He's back again? Uh, that show that he had that got cancelled, Fox picked it up and then cancelled two shows. So, to like, is, is, so Fox picked up Last Man Standing again? Yeah. 
Jeez. So wow. I don't know. So ABC canceled it, and then Fox bought Last Man Standing, and then spent a billion dollars on wrestling, and then canceled like three or four shows. Right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, Lucifer is. It might not have amazing viewing figures for regular Fox TV broadcasting, but its online figures and international figures were crazy high, which is why everyone's sort of going, "Why the fuck did you cancel it?" So maybe, um, maybe somebody maybe like there's all those like Hulu and Netflix picking up all this stuff lately. So I mean, there's there, there's hope that Amazon pick it up because yeah. normally it's it's on Amazon UK on Amazon Prime in the UK. Um, so hopefully they'll have their international figures and digital figures so they know how well it's viewed. So they'll be able to say, say yeah, we'll, we'll take a risk on it. But I don't think it's a big risk. I think it, it's it's a decent show. Um, a little bit bummed that Expanse got cancelled, then celebrated when it got picked up again. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, woo, yeah. yay! Because uh, Expanse right now is getting crazy good. Um, I'm up to date on that one. Uh, Movie-wise... Um, Oh, soft solo. Yeah, what'd you think? I liked it. <laughs> very uh, tentative. Very yeah. skeptical, tentative. Uh, I liked I, it a I, lot. Yes, there's a couple of bits I was like, the fuck. The first one being how he got his surname. Mm, yeah. Like, really? Yeah. That's the best you could come up with, Kazdans. Um Well, but did you like them dropping Terrace Kazi in there? Yes, I also liked the, <laughs> the certain somebody towards the end who shall remain nameless. Yeah, yeah. Being the right version of him for the timeline as well. Yeah. Because yes. two people I know who saw it went, wow, it's amazing we saw him there. And I said, did you notice the certain thing about him? And they went, didn't notice it. Went to see yeah. it again. They went, fuck, he's right. It's the, yeah. So they kept him timeline accurate, yep. which I was floored by. I mean, it would have been a major fuck up if they didn't, but you kind of almost didn't expect them to adhere to what was in the the, the animated shows, but they did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. There's a couple of things I said we could need some fixing or changing, but the most it was good. Yeah, overall, I, I thought it was really cool. There were a lot of little, little things that were dropped in there that blink if you miss them, but they referred back to the original series. They referred back yeah. to... You know, all different kinds of things, just little hints and things. Yeah, over really I, 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 yeah, who doesn't like Amelia Clark? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's easy on the eye. Um, keeps you entertained. Can act relatively well. That does it for me. Um, and I still haven't seen Deadpool two yet. Oh, that was so good. You need to so, see that. I know so I do. But <laughs> when you've got a four month old baby and you can only go with, with your wife to see it and yeah. she doesn't want the baby to be with anybody else yet, you can't really take the baby to see Deadpool too. You know. It was <laughs> during, well. Just go during nap time, you'll be fine. Yeah. Or I could just skip out from lunch or from work one day and see it in the afternoon. <laughs> well, that's I've I've now got a friend in uh, in my son's kindergarten class. Uh, his father. Um, he works for, he does a website where it's all pop culture stuff. So he has to go see these movies like the Thursday night they come out. Uh, and he's like, do you want to come along? And I, I turn to my wife, I'm like, can I go out and play? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so now I get to go see these movies on opening night, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I just realized something. We've been doing this for an hour or so now and I haven't mentioned Rush yet. So I saw, <laughs> I, I saw Ready Player One. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and out of all the Rush references through the entire book, there's two in the fucking movie, and they're all in the space of two minutes, 
and it's the same fucking reference each time. Ah. Yeah, I was wondering. See, I've seen the movie, um, and I'm I'm kind of lukewarm to it. I mean, it gets the major beats right, but it you know it does its own way of of doing the whole story. So I was just kind of like, eh, I get it, but but yeah, the whole ending. Yes, was was rush, and that yeah. was all drama. Well, entirely you, you for, exactly. So, in in ironically, the two rush references in the movie are at the end of the movie, um, and there's a, a twenty one twelve poster on his bedroom wall, mm. and um, H is wearing a twenty one twelve rush t shirt, and that's it. That's it. Wow. That's it. That's the two <laughs> rush references in the entire fucking movie. <sighs> what did you think of the movie overall? Like Josh just said, you know, it's it's there's obvious things missing from the the novel they could have included, but at the same time, I know probably why they didn't include them. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the book is what two inches thick. <laughs> yeah. The, the movie the, the movie's like an hour fifty, so it's like there's only so much you can actually get. In. I need to go see it again so I don't spend the time like that's not in the book. That's not in the book. Yeah, I mean, thing is, Ernest. Thing is, uh, this is the only reason I, I give it some gravitas is that Ernest Klein co-wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah. yeah. If he wasn't involved, then I'd be majorly pissed. But because it's his, he's done the changes himself, rather than being the victim of, hey, we've changed your book, fucker. <laughs> I just yeah, didn't like know? how they handled the gate encounters. Like I just that that bothered me. So. Well, yeah, yeah yes, it bothered me. But like I said, because Klein wrote that stuff. Yeah. In the screenplay. You know, he'd have to be comfortable with the changes himself. The the thing that bothered me, I mean, just right off the bat, like the the big thing about it was he had no money, he had no way to go anywhere, and the first the first hidden egg was right there on the on the uh, education planet. You know, the school yes, planet, which was completely missing from the book. Yeah, completely missing. And I thought that was a major part of his story, that he was this kid who had nothing and he had yeah. no chance at getting anywhere in this in this contest. And then he figures out the clue that it's right there and it's accessible to everybody. And it was made yeah. that way, especially because he wanted everybody to have a chance. And that was a critical component, I thought, of the book that just was completely thrown out with this race. Yeah. But at the same, th- same time, though, the way it's presented in the race is the exact same. It's there in front of everybody. You just have to go backwards, yeah. not forwards. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's a... a like, I mean, the whole shining thing. I, right, anyway, who else agrees with me that, <laughs> that the, the movie was family-centric, 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 shining that, motherfucker, yeah. family-centric, yeah. family-centric. It's like, that what the crazy. heck? That was bonkers, especially with, with was. the... the the ghosts and the zombie, the, the heads coming off, and the the crazy zombie lady, as opposed to Jack going, "Here's Johnny," you know, it, it just it was just like odd. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a weird choice. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, on the whole, I enjoyed it, you know, uh, and I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Anything that you're working on, you want to talk about? No. Oh, you suck. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. Um, so far, this game we've finished off two Xbox. Well, this sorry, in this past six months, we've finished off two Xbox One releases. Hey, hey, hey the PlayStation podcast. Let me fin- let me finish. <laughs> one is one was two years after we did the PlayStation Four version, and it still isn't out yet because of some Microsoft bureaucratic shit. Oh. Um, the other one was an update. We helped another company out with because whoever did the original 
conversion or this job for them screwed up royally as we fixed it. Um, we've we're still working quietly in the background on uh, Gravity Crash on PS4. Um, when we find time to do it, we will finish it. He said that four really slow. <laughs> uh, yes, it's very slow, and there's a reason for that. It's because we're doing it on other things as well. Uh, but there you go. Um, so what else? What else? And no, not yeah. PlayStation Five. That doesn't exist. Um, right. What? I, I That's what you're obligated to say when you're on a platform. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking He's about. He's got a taser um, attached to his waist. <laughs> Attached to my wiener, more like. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's a confirmation right there. <laughs> We've got it. I'm tweeting. Wrap it up, guys. Wrap it up, Dave. Let's go. <laughs> no, in total seriousness, we've, we haven't been talked about anything to do with what's next. It'd be nice to be, but we're not yet. So, um, and what else we got? We got our two big projects on. You know, there's now 26 of us here. Um, nice. Yeah, and we're, we need more people, which is nice. The only downside is we're running out of space already. We moved a year ago to these offices and we're running out of space. Here we are, just you know, t- uh, eleven months, two weeks, and we're running out of space. So. Just buy another floor; it's fine. Well, funnily enough, um, the discussion is to move to the tenth floor in our building, which should be a whole floor. Right now, we've got just over half a floor, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, so we got we got uh, uh, well. This is why I was kind of not talking about Fox, because one of the things we're working on is a Fox IP. Um, but that will be, I think that's announced at Games, Games Week. It might be Gamescom for that one, actually. Uh, and then the other one is uh, for a company I can't name, because as soon as I name, name the company, you'll go, oh, you're working on blah. <laughs> um, but that's a VR title, and that will be announced Paris Games Week. Very cool. Interesting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Uh, Michael, you want to go? Sure. Um, my list is kind of short. Um, still playing Laser League, struggling to find online matches, which is just depressing, playing against AI online. Um, just I, 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 don't, I can't figure out if it's just no one's playing the game or if matchmaking's bad. I have a feeling no one's playing the game. Um, then a lot of Street Fighter. Uh, I wrote the review and hope that will probably be posted sometime this week. Um, and I was mostly testing out the online, which works fantastic. Like that, that I never struggle to find a game uh, in Street Fighter, and uh, connections steady without any issues. Um, then I purchased uh, Death Road to Canada, which is a game we talked about uh, oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying that. So it's a like top-down, like pixel art roguelike where you're. On a road trip from Florida to Canada, uh, you have uh, an AI partner, or you can have someone, uh, you know, it's a couch uh, co-op. So basically, uh, you're driving down the road, and then you'll get a couple options of like, hey, do we want to get out of the car and check out this gas station or check out this, like, police station? Uh, And you get to choose whether you want to keep driving or you want to explore around. Uh, You need to balance, like, everyone's, like, mental state. Uh, right now, both of my characters are super depressed because <laughs> things are not going well. Like, because because you, uh, you you know they'll give you a couple options on where you want to go, uh, but you can only choose one. And the last couple places I've chosen have not worked out really well. So my people are super hungry. Um, there's like little things that'll pop up. Like we found a uh, basically a Game Boy. 
um, and we could only play one game, and the game I picked was too hard, so it, like, completely depressed the shit out of one of my characters. <laughs> um, so he's just been depressed, like, this entire game, and that, like, affects his ability to, like, kill, and just, like, his his morale, uh, morale is down. Um, it's actually really fun. Um, I, I'm interested to, like, try uh, forcing my roommate to play the, the co-op with me, uh, just because it seems like it would be really fun for that. Um, and just balancing stuff out and just probably get into arguments over like, we should have picked this building and not this uh, and not the other building. Cause you, you, I, I've had a stretch of, uh, like three, like pit stops that just led to nothing and we barely made it out alive. Uh, and then when you do find something, uh, you do, you will find like other, uh, characters in the environment and they're, pretty funny and you can get people to join you uh so it's actually a really fun game uh that hopefully people will pick up and and enjoy it had like a tough road uh no pun intended but uh it had you know a tough release you know being delayed because uh, of what happened in canada so uh hopefully it like people will hear about it and like actually pick it up and then um, the last thing, I, I, I didn't really play it, but um, all the Fallout news made me boot up Fallout 3 on my PC, which is super broken on PC because it has a lot of Game for Windows live tie-ins. So then I had to look up mods and fixes to like pull all of that stuff out of it so the game can launch, because the game wouldn't launch for me because it was trying to connect to Games for Windows Live. Uh, so I had, I had to mod the hell out of it, which then led down to the rabbit hole of like, oh, let me get better textures and let me get the, uh, fix broken Bethesda things that, you know, Bethesda never fixed mo uh, mods and patches and stuff like that. So I ended up spending like a large amount of time just trying to configure Fallout 3 to, to run and then add all the mods to it to make it as pretty as I can, uh, which... Bethesda games just you go to the Nexus website and there's just a ton of mods for all of their games so I ended up spending a couple hours just like going through that website and just like installing a mod see if it breaks anything and then just keep stacking each mod on top of each other uh, without breaking the game which I broke a couple times um, yeah, that's that's kind of why I stopped PC gaming because you try to launch the game, it doesn't work. Then you spend hours going down a rabbit hole of trying to get it to work and adding in all this other stuff and and doing all these, and then you never play the game. Yeah, no, it like it was it was an, it was really annoying because it's like all right, I want to play Fallout Three. I have it on PS3, but it ran terrible on PS3. So I was like, all right, I have a PC, I have it on Steam. Try to load it up, and it's just like trying to load games for Windows Live and yeah, because uh, that was killed years ago, and then there was a weird thing where I was trying to load like an old Intel processor to play it, so I had to basically spoof that and like drop in drivers for a, some random Intel drive uh, <sighs> into the game files just to get it to boot, and then it, it, was, it was it was a hell of a, a battle because like I, I can't even launch it in Windows 10. I have to run it in and you know Windows compatibility mode, so I have to like run it through that, and it, it was a hell of a process. Where by the end of the night, I was just like, I don't want to play anymore. 
<laughs> you know, it's like I loaded the game up like three or four times and it's like, all right, let me just add one more thing and one more thing. And then it was like three in the morning. And I was like, oh, I have to work in four hours. Oh. So, yeah. Um, and that, so that's it for playing, um, playing and watching. Uh, I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole again uh, with Fallout videos. Uh, just, uh, I found this really good channel called Oxhorn. Um, and the guy pretty much goes through each like major building or vault in the Fallout games, all the Fallout games, and explores it. And you get the the whole story. Like he goes to all the terminals and right. fills you in on everything that happened there. Uh, from the original PC Fallout. Uh, he he has a couple videos from the original PC Fallout games. Um, and then he uh, spends a lot more time because there's a lot more stuff. Yeah. to see in the three and four uh and new vegas so basically I, I got discouraged enough about playing fallout 3 myself and i'm like all right let me just go watch this guy's videos where he goes <laughs> through the vaults and explores everything and just it, it's cool because like fallout is such a huge series that like there were places that he visited that i didn't know existed or i completely skipped out on and i put like 200 hours in a fallout 3 and 100 hours into uh, New Vegas and 100 hours into Fallout 4. And he was going into buildings and vaults that I had no idea about. So, and this guy's YouTube channel is only Fallout. <laughs> like, that's all he does. He releases two Fallout videos a week and it's been going on for a couple years. So it's like this dude's super dedicated to it. Um, and then uh, NBA Finals. Uh a lot of NBA Finals. I mean, there's only been two games, but it's been endlessly entertaining watching LeBron James get frustrated with his team. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like The end of that first game. Was, the end of that first game was great. That's going to be a meme for years. Oh, man. And then just, like, the interviews. Like, I never watch basketball pre- or sports press conferences because athletes are the worst at press conferences. Uh, but just hearing them, like everyone, like saying, like, "Oh yeah, he, J.R. Smith knew we were tied," or, and then, and then Tyron Lue just comes out and is like, "Nah, he didn't know." And then this, that was it. And it was just like, "Holy shit!" The coach just threw that guy under the bus. Well, uh, LeBron got up and walked away. Yeah, LeBron just walked away. That's gonna be the uh, new "I'm done with the internet for today" meme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walked away, picked up his like man purse, and was like, "I'm done." It was great. Um, and then the last game, just like. Steph Curry just going into a whole like God mode basically uh, was fantastic. I'm not like a LeBron James like hater. I don't care that much about sports to be like, oh, I hate LeBron James. But watching him get frustrated is so fucking entertaining. Like I don't know why, <laughs> but just why? Because he knows, like he has to carry this team, and just watching him just like get frustrated and. Like, he passes the ball to, like, Kevin Love. Kevin Love misses for the fifth time in a row, and you get to see him just be like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving next year. I'm done. <laughs> um, and then uh, last night I watched the uh, Steve Martin Martin's short uh, two-man show that they put on Netflix. That was fantastic. Like, I, I forgot how much I love Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. Uh, basically they just put on a two man show where they just like trade insults with each other and put on some skits. And of course, Steve Martin plays the banjo a bunch because that's just what he does now. Um, that's what he's always done. Yeah. Yeah. But like that, he's like primarily now just like a banjo player. Um, 
it, it was really fun. I, I highly recommend watching it. it. Part of me, like, they, they mention, like, meeting each other on the Three Amigos set and stuff like that, and it just made me wish, like, Chevy Chase wasn't an asshole so we can get, like, all three of them together <laughs> in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, they, they had amazing chemistry on Three Amigos, but Chevy Chase is apparently a horrible person to deal with, so... Yeah, uh, I, I'll I'll live with just being able to get Martin Short and Steve Martin together. So uh, I highly recommend checking that out. It was, it's it's like ninety minutes. It's 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 amazing. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me. All right, um, I'll go. Mine's pretty quick. So because uh, switching to overnights last week, uh, I'm still trying to establish myself some kind of a sleep schedule. Not going very well. Um, plus I'm not stressing about it too much because I'm going to break it again when I go to Los Angeles. So, (laughs) (laughs) started all over again. Yeah. So, um, and then my son graduated high school this weekend. So he had his high school graduation. We had family in town and, uh, he had his open house, um, graduation party over the weekend. So I played a little bit of destiny Two, still just trying to get some weapons and stuff like that that I want from this new DLC. Um, and that was maybe like a couple hours and then, um, I had some of the issues like editing the podcast and uploading the podcast and that kind of with my son's graduation kind of consumed my entire week. Um, I did watch, uh, my wife and I are watching a lot of blind spot now. Um, it's, um, it's another show that's on, um, I, I, we watch it on Hulu. It's on NBC. It has Jamie Alexander in it and, uh, Sullivan Stapleton. Um, it's the tattooed girl. Like she's ta- she's tattooed from like head to toe, and they're like using her tattoos to. She kind of got dropped off at the FBI, like in a duffel bag, and she has no memory <laughs> and everything like that. And the tattoos are like leading them to, in a certain order, leading them to these big cases that they're completing. So it's been on for a couple seasons. It's actually really so good. It's prison break in. Reverse. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> it's gonna lead to prison. <laughs> so. Um, uh, then we watched um, season finale of This Is Us, um, and what else did I watch? Uh, just some other basic stuff, like um, some things I turned on to watch and then fell asleep ten minutes later <laughs> because my internal clock is all messed up. So, uh, pretty light media week for me in general. So, that's it. Wow, that's quiet. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's like I get home from work at like 8 o'clock in the morning and I fall asleep and I'm up at like 3 or 4 and then I have to be back at work at 9 so you know it's just like it's the same amount of hours and the same amount of sleep but it just doesn't seem to correlate to the same amount of free time yeah yet at least so it'll be different I think like when a month from now yeah when I can actually get on a, a regular schedule but and a lot of my time has been spent the guys have seen it like working on the schedule and scheduling appointments and everything like that, you know, like just a lot. <laughs> and my wife has been helping tremendously. So she gets double Yay. the salary of every other PS nation employee. So. Yay, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yep. Josh, what you got? Uh, well, I played some on rush. I am holding off. I, I tweeted that, uh, we're holding back on reviewing this until I get to see it with live servers because uh, it's evolution. You know, they're, they're with Codemasters now, and, and that's great, but, you know, we got burned on the whole Drive Club thing where it worked beautifully uh, pre-release, and we 
scored it accordingly and, you know, gushed about it on the podcast and then it released and it was a mess for months. So I just want to be sure that it actually works for everybody and I want to get in there with real people and, and see how populated the servers are and stuff like that uh, before I actually do a, a full review of it. Um, it's interesting so far, um, but it is kind of what my fears were that, you know, you're, you're in this constant battle. It's constantly trying to keep you in, in the stampede is what they call it, where you've got like 20 cars all jostling, uh, not really for position. You're just trying to knock other cars out. You don't want to get up in first place. You don't want to be way back behind the pack. Um, and I ran into that a couple times where I'd hit something and it wasn't enough to reset me entirely, but I'd hit something and then I'd have to get back into, get back into the, into the pack and I couldn't catch up to them. I'm laying on the boost and I'm going as fast as I can and messages are flashing on the screen saying, catch up to the pack, catch up to the pack. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going as fast as I fucking can. What do you want from me? And then it'll finally decide to reset me and, and rush me up to the front and drop me into the middle of the pack. And you continue from there. So it's doing a lot of, a lot of movement where it repositions you constantly uh, to keep you in the action. And I'm still trying to figure out taking out other cars um, because there's a tutorial there which you have to complete before you go online. And with the tutorial, they throw you in with a bunch of nondescript black cars and those are like the cannon fodder and you use them to gain your boost and all this other stuff. Uh, so barely tapping them will destroy them. You can just kind of bump into them and boom, they're, they're blown up and you gain, you know, everything you need. Uh, then they drop in your rivals, your enemies. <clears throat> and <clears throat> they are, <clears throat> sorry, they are damn near impossible to take out. Bump into them, nothing. Slam into them a couple times, nothing. Uh, if you take a jump and you land on them, that'll destroy them. But that's not an easy thing to do when you're racing through this crazy thing. If you catch them at just the right angle, uh, you seem to be able to take them out pretty easily. But it's harder to do than I expected. Uh, so, you know, you've got all different vehicles. And one of the modes I did, you're switching between all the different classes I, I have a hard time distinguishing what's what between the different classes um, from that mere view of these, of these vehicles. So I think I need to play it more and I need to play it with real people more, a lot more real people uh, to really give it a fair shake. So but right now I'm kind of iffy on the whole proposition. So... Interesting. Uh, yeah. Then uh, I had the switch in my hands for some reason, and uh, my daughter. <laughs> Where did this no, come I was from? just. I was just. My son was doing something. I forget what was going on, and I had picked up the switch. Uh, I think because 
they wanted to watch something on TV. And I was like, well, I'll just play a game. And I picked this up and my daughter came over and she sat on my lap and she's like, let me see. And I was like, okay. And I, I turned it on. She's like, oh, look, there's Mario. And I said, yeah, that's Mario. She's like, let's play that. And I'm like, but that's Mario plus Robbins. That's, uh, that's not like a real Mario game. It's a very different kind of Mario game. She's like, I want to play it. Let's play it. And I was like, okay. So we started playing it, and she was having a blast. It's like Mario meets XCOM. It's, yeah, it's XCOM. It literally is. Uh, it's turn-based uh, strategy, and I mean, I love XCOM. So I was enjoying it, and she was actually having fun. She recognizes all the characters and everything, and she recognized the rabbits, even though she's never seen them, because my wife... Uh, she was in a crafting phase before the kids were born, and she made uh, little plush locorocos, and she made uh, little baked clay patapon figures, and she made a couple of rabbits figures. And I guess my daughter had seen them around the house, and she had asked me at one point what they were, and I said rabbits, and she remembered. She recognized them immediately. So... Um, it was fun. It's a it's a pretty cool game. Um, very different take on things. Yeah, I watched a couple of streams on that. Like the animations and things that they do when they execute their turns are kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, and there's there's a lot of jokiness in it um, just because it's rabbits and everything. So uh, that's all I really got to play. Uh, I did get completely caught up on Archer. Um. That was weird because I saw the first episode of this season back in October and then I completely forgot about it and somebody was like, have you been watching Archer? I'm like, wait, that that's out? When, I thought that came, I thought that happened already. What happened? What? I was so baffled that it took that long for the, for the season to start. Uh, so I jumped in and I watched all the episodes up to where we are now. I love it. The only problem I have with it is it's like Venture Brothers. You know, there are not enough episodes. There's only like 10 episodes per season. Uh, so it seems like it's over too quick. I want them to explore where they are more. And this one is Archer Danger Island. And it's all set in like the roughly the 30s. Uh, on an island in the South Pacific. So these past couple of seasons all seem to be Archer in a coma, dreaming of all these other lives with all the people he knows. So they're having a lot of fun with it, which is cool. Nice. Um, so that and the Stanley Cup Finals, of course, which have been crazy. And... Vegas seems to have run out of luck. So, I don't know. I if if I was talking to my friends about this, because uh, I went to school down in D.C. area, and, you know, everybody who lives down there is all Caps fans, obviously. So, I said, if they go back to Vegas, I want Vegas to win because I would rather have the Caps have a chance to win the Cup at home. It's so much better if the team wins it at home, because 
you know, the team is going nuts and they're down on the ice screaming and yelling and the building is silent. <laughs> so if they're away and they win the cup, which it's been like that the last couple of years. So I'd rather see a home team win it and see that crazy celebration. So, but it's been good so far. Two really good teams. So, but that's it. That's all I've really done. So on to the fun part where we get the message steward a little bit more. So, Oh, no. Yay. Um, Michael, you want to read this first, uh, the Google voice? Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> I'm not All doing right. it. Well, you're making fun stuff. of me. All right. Uh, this is uh, from Joe. Uh, he left a voicemail, but, of course, we're going to read the Google translated version of that voicemail. Awesome. <laughs> Um, which is why I don't want to read it. Okay. Hey, this is Joe from Google Voice. So just Mill's current episode, and I had a question for you. So Dave, did you actually listen to the episode second time? So if you say normally only you know, you listen, want to record the second time when you add it. <laughs> so, since, <laughs> so since you fell asleep and missed most of the episode, did you said you listen for second time to listen the mall make funny? <laughs> um, anyways anyways i just thought i would send out a random question for um for a random question for you from google voice to see how bad it mangles me have a good <laughs> hope you had a good memorial day weekend and you don't play some games thanks bye <laughs> okay uh, Dave, I think this is about you falling asleep. So yes, and did I you do, listen to? I do listen to the when I edit the podcast. I do listen to the entire thing because I do time codes in the podcast uh, show notes, which I think like ninety nine percent of you don't even look at. But <laughs> so did you listen to them all make fun of you? Yes, I did. Okay, so when they're like, "Oh, Dave, do you want to take this question?" Oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I called you so many times during recording. All right, so for the record, I because I don't want to be that guy. Like even in my hand right now, my phone is in my hand, but it it is not even on vibrate. It is on silent, so I have to look yeah. at it to see it because I don't want it going off on the desk or ringing while we record. And my wife was asleep, and I um, I have a high back desk so chair, and I fell asleep <laughs> sitting in the chair straight up and down. Like that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, if, to, to be fair, like we you, we knew beforehand, Josh was probably going to go for like forty five minutes to an hour since he had so much to talk about. Yeah, and I did say at the beginning of the episode that I'm going to go grab a pillow, but I never grabbed the pillow. I thought you did, that, you like, so like why we were recording, and then I just I kind of heard you make a sound that was weird. Like I heard you like lean back and make like I don't know some weird breathing sound. To where I was like, oh shit, he fell asleep. So that's why I called you like three times. <laughs> I called you like three times and then like messaged you. And then I, I think I DM'd Angela on Twitter just like, hey, can you check on Dave? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get a response. Yeah, because she was asleep because she yeah. was like a normal person sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. So that episode, Stuart, I had, I had been out to uh, Santa Monica right. and I saw I had hands on with dreams, days gone and a bunch of VR titles. So right. I had all of that to talk about. And reviewed Detroit. And and I reviewed Detroit. And yeah. Michael had just got back from Call of Duty event. So like I didn't really even exactly. need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were the Michael and I were just going back and forth on all this stuff and we realized suddenly that Dave was quiet. And like, uh, if they wouldn't quiet. have made fun of me, nobody would have known either. Because I woke no, up at a that. good time. 
No, <laughs> you did wake up like at the perfect time as soon as yeah. like we were done with questions and everything or the Detroit <laughs> review. You woke up and like, all right, and that was this episode. And it's like, you <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I have fallen asleep once on the show, but you guys never noticed, so that's. Fair. <laughs> To be fair, it was like that was like what the first or second day of your new schedule. Yeah, no, it's no big deal. I wasn't on overnights; just tired. Oh, you just, weren't? Oh, no, you're just sleepy. Yeah. You're just, just sleepy boy. It's fun though. I, I gives yeah. it it gives a personality. I think I won up yes. the shoes comment with that one. So, uh, <laughs> it was, I just, it's it was just fun. impressive. Even my wife said it was impressive that I just didn't make any sleeping noises. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard you lean back in the chair a couple times. That's how I knew you were so. still there. Uh, is because I would hear the chair every once in a while. <laughs> That's when I knew you were asleep. Is because I would hear the chair squeak, and I'm just like, yeah, "Oh it was, shit!" It was still like there. I think Stuart when I edited the podcast, though, it was a good 45 to 48 minutes. I was out. Wow! Wow! <laughs> and just woke up at the perfect time, though. That's the best part. Okay, so wow. before we get into uh, other people's predictions here or what they want to see or anything like that. Why don't we go through ours first? I have to Let's start with Stuart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what do you want to uh, see at E3, Stuart? Well, it's not necessarily what I want to see at E3. It's what, it's what I, I know I'm going to see. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, honestly, I... There's nothing I... Well, no, I'm, I'm growling because... I have a belief that something will be shown, but I, yes. I, it's a it's a belief which I've heard from some weird PR person in London. So I don't know if it's them just bullshitting or if it's legitimate. Um, but I now get to put on my fan hat of Oddworld again, ah. and not not because I know or anything to do with it. I've not spoken to those guys. I've not spoken to to Lorne or Sherry since late 2014. Um, that's fine, but you know, uh, and I've not spoken to anybody in their team really in months, um, not properly anyway, and not to the point they mentioned anything. But I, I, I would like to think that at this year's Sony's press conference, uh, Soulstorm's going to make an appearance. That'd oh. be cool uh, because those guys—they've been on it for like two, two and a half years, I think now. So it needs to be coming out soon. I would have thought so, or at least be seen, the gameplay to be seen. So I'd like to think that this year's E3 presser, Sony's E3 presser, will be there. Um, you know, in terms of what else? Fuck. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I want to see that. In terms of new things, again, even though someone suggested that this will happen anyway, I want to see a, a next Elder Scrolls full game, not online shit. Yeah. Um, you know, S- Skyrim 2, whatever, Yeah. Oblivion 3, whatever you want to call it, I don't know. Um, that would be cool. Um, uh, what else would I like to see? Oh, one thing I guess we want to see is now we, we know they've announced Shenmue 1 and 2 remakes. We yeah. want to see those, don't we? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about 3, because that last trailer for 3, that was comedy uh, in terms of the facial shit. So that was like, yeah, <laughs> I can just go away now. But what, I want to see. To, how hard is it for you to watch trailers as a, as a developer? It's not that hard, really. What's really hard is to see shit trailers. <laughs> yeah. You go, ow, that must have hurt. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I hinted at, on last year's pre, oh, pre-E3 show that we should be talking about Shenmue 1 and 2 remake because I knew a year ago that D3T here in the UK were doing it. Um, 
And oddly enough, the week I discussed it on this podcast, and then there was a couple of news pieces, people quote me saying, Shenmue 1 and 2 remake is, should be on the way. <laughs> Members of staff at D3T in the UK looked at my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> huh. So I was like, hmm, I wonder why you're doing that, guys. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. Um, so now we know they've already announced it, so I'd like to actually see it this time. Um, okay, here's the one for you. How about a chance of a Ridge Racer? I would like to see that. I, would like, to, I want it to be like the, the Ridge, Ridge Racer on the PS3. The first one that came out on the PS3 was very arcadey, very fun. There was only one on PS3. There was only one? I thought they yeah. did a second one on there. No, 7 was on 3. 6 was on 360. 5 oh, was on the PS2. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ridge Racer Revolution, Rage Racer, and Type 4 were on PS1. Okay, yeah, well, the one on the PS3 I loved to death. Did you like the Nitrous stuff? I did, actually. I don't and didn't, because when you got to a corner and used Nitrous, it literally moved the car around the corner on a rail. There was literally no racing involved in it. Yeah, there was that. So that's why I preferred... <laughs> I, four and five were my favorites. Because, I mean, 4 was genius because it was visually different to every other game in the franchise before and indeed since. It had a bit of story to it, but also not serious story. It had a bunch of tracks. It was the first and only one on PS1 with great rendering and it ran at 30 frames a second solid. And it was just glorious, frankly. Um, yeah. so I would love to see another one, but more like the first 4 or 5. As soon as they added the Nitra stuff, I just lost interest. Did you play the Vita, the two on the Vita? Yeah, Red Racer and Red Racer 2. Yeah, yeah they, they were basically just rehashes of uh, 5, 6, and 7, I think. 7, yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, boring. But, you know, visually they were cool. Uh, yeah. It was Red Racer, but I said apart from the Nitra stuff, because to me, Red Racer was always about doing the power slides around the corner. Um, and as soon as you introduced Nitrous you kind of killed that because you get to a corner, you, you start doing your little power slide kick on the turn, you hit nitrous, and then it, it took you around the corner for you. Yeah. yeah there was no skill involved whatsoever. Uh, and then less said about, what was it, rebounded or unbounded, or how it was called. Oh. Better, really. That was just yeah. a portion of the game. That's so, yes, cool. you're right, that was on PS3, but that was just so bad, we didn't even mention it. Um, and it wasn't even developed by Namco, it was developed by some guys in in Texas somewhere I believe so I don't know uh, another Ridge Racer would be cool it's about time we had one, it's been a while in fact it hasn't been in, in PS4 yet has there so no uh, what so. else would I like to see, I, I don't know it's, I mean we're going to see Last of Us 2 where we know that because the SEDs are going to see more, I would like to see something else from Sony or Naughty Dog what that would be I don't know um I kind of miss Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I'm still seething from the the PSX Last of Us 2 footage. That still wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to show this year and how they're... You know. Yeah, more, more age-inappropriate shit for kids. Good job, people. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tricky one this year because, 
you know, it's like, what are we going to get? You know, we're, we're, as, as Sony themselves said, now without the end of the life cycle for PS4, you know, I, I doubt they're going to suddenly go, hey, look, this is PS5. But crazy yeah. things have happened, I guess. I, I, know see I mean, they've already PS5 came out and said no hardware at E3. No, they have, but then again, smoke and mirrors. Um, yeah. But also, the one thing that confuses me from all the press things I've seen, I've seen since announced, the E3 presser was the beginning of the journey, was a strap line for it. Well, what journey? What beginning? Mm-hmm. So something's going on with that, possibly. Mm. And I'm not the only, um, the only person in the community to go, I wonder what they meant by that. So we'll see. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Josh, you want to go? Sure. Um, well, I'm just reading off what I wrote on the website. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do, too. <laughs> yeah. I want... Uh, Slackers. <laughs> more? That's, this is all I want. Because you don't have a website, Stuart. <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> I want uh, more PSP to PS4 conversions. I like those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they really should. Uh, I want to see playable medieval at, at E3. Um, I want the Killzone trilogy plus the PSP game remastered for the PS4. I want the Resistance trilogy plus the PSP game remastered for the PS4. And I want a release date set for Dreams. Oh, you're you're going to get that because the fact they're showing it now. Yeah. Uh, dumb if they didn't show it. And, it and the other thing that I've been like bugging on for years, I would like to see a PlayStation Plus restructuring with different tiers that would include PlayStation Now or View or whatever, you know? Just allow us to pay just a little bit more and get PlayStation Now. Bear, bearing in mind, PlayStation Now isn't a thing, in, uh, View isn't a thing in the UK and Europe. Yeah, well, I mean, I just added view, like add-on services, but yeah, PlayStation yeah. Now is the, the key to it. Yeah, tiered. I, I would use. So. Yeah, I would use PlayStation Now. I would use it uh, every now and then. I'm like, oh, I want to play that game, and I don't want to, you know, get the PS3 disc or find it or whatever. I'd love to just play it on PlayStation Now, but I don't have a subscription. I'm not going to set that whole thing up. I'm not going to bother. If it was just part of PlayStation Plus, I'd actually use it. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's those are the main things that I'm looking for, and I I, I want to see what Microsoft's going to do because they really have to do something. Uh, I I'm really interested to see what they're going to do. Um, yes, I I want to laugh hysterically again. <laughs> it's just it, the question is, and this is what I wrote: Are they just going to bide their time, or are they really going to try to salvage things and create some momentum? going forward and into the next generation. Uh, and just, still, what are they sitting at now? 35 million bits of hardware? Somewhere around there. I mean, yeah. they're not saying, but that's... So, yeah, there's a reason they're not saying. Yeah, <laughs> and whichever publisher did, it was like EA and or Activision gave yeah. numbers that kind of... Confirmed it to the one ratio. Yeah. So I I just I don't know. I mean they're they're doing interesting stuff with the Xbox backward compatibility where they're but are, but that's just to buy time. But that's me. they're putting so much money into that and so much effort into 
you know, you update the Xbox, the original Xbox graphics and add in uh, uh, achievements and stuff like that. I don't know. Is that really paying off for them? Or is that just a box point that they can point at going forward and say, hey, we have this. You know, we don't have any other games, but do you want to play those old Xbox games? Because <laughs> you can do that now. Do you hey, know what? play Crackdown and Crackdown 2 while you wait for Crackdown 3. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Microsoft reminds me of Hooli from Silicon Valley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're making Actually, the box. Yeah. The box right. 3. <laughs> what does it do? I don't know. It just does it better and quicker. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I, it's weird. I, I really I don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to survive because they've literally been in third place all three generations. At the end of when it was all said and done, I they've know. been in third place. And the bit that makes me laugh is all these Xbox fanboys say that they won PS3, Xbox 360 generation, and they so didn't by a large number. Yeah. Nobody realizes they, or they won it in the U.S. That's in the it. U.S. they yeah. did, and that's what everybody really looks but at. did right they, though? Worldwide. Because don't forget, though, in the first 18 months, they had a 50% failure rate. It, that's the other thing, yeah. Who, who, because Microsoft just counted all their numbers shipped. Which was yes. all the failed ones and all the replacement ones. Yes. So, so if, if you, you I mean, take well, all those do, failed I, ones out, if you well, if you take the first eighteen months of hardware, just half it. Yeah. Seriously, because it's fifty percent failure rate. You half yeah. it, and then you add up. You know, even without that fifty percent deduction in the first eighteen months, you're sitting about nine million less than PS3 had. <laughs> it's like the guy that says, "Just put forty dollars in your tank, fill it up, and then put twenty dollars in your tank twice, and you're saving money." Yes, my mother-in-law does that. <laughs> like, really? Good job. So I just—they've uh, also got—and it's this the grumblings have been around for years that the shareholders, Microsoft shareholders, don't like this, and they've been looking to jettison the gaming side of this for a long time. And you know, they've been pushing the the play anywhere thing, where you can play. Yeah. You know, you get your Xbox. Uh, Xbox One game that's an exclusive, and you get it on the PC as well for free. Yeah. And yeah, just have your Xbox Live account, and it works on PS, uh, PC, and uh, console. So, yeah. are they going to stick around really for another generation, or is if they do, is that next generation the last one, like the last well, gasp effort? If they don't, to be fair, at the start of this generation, everybody said that. This was the last generation on all platforms. Well, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody expected PS to do as well as it has done, um, and everybody thought that Xbox was going to do more until until the first launch event. Nobody went, <laughs> "Where's the games?" Yeah, yeah. It's like that meme that went uh, that Twitter meme uh, a couple weeks ago, like from the fake Kazurai account. <laughs> She said our best E3 press conference ever was the Microsoft's one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. I mean, to yeah. be fair, I was in the room that year that announced the price. Yeah. You know? And I we celebrate it, the anniversary of the best Sony, the best Sony uh, press conference ever, the Microsoft Xbox reveal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was literally that. It was that whole thing about the price went 399 I think it was, or 499 And Sony went, hey, guess what? We're 100 bucks cheaper. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> And that Adam Boys and Shoe video. Here's how you trade games. Yeah. Yep. The disc Don Matrick coming out afterwards and be like, there is an offline console. It's called the Xbox 360. And he's just like, oh. Yeah, good job, guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Why does I, I mean that happened? Sony did the same. The third. It's like, like the third console like, syndrome thing or something. Third console, you have major fuck ups. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the, the problem with the PS3 wasn't the fact that it was a fuck up. It's the fact that developers and publishers, and at that point in, in, yeah, in development generation, well, yeah, they, 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 U.S. developers mainly had this whole thing about, hey, we like DirectX. Oh, look, I can write games for PC and Xbox 360 with DirectX. Oh, I've got, got to learn a new language for PS3. Why the fuck would I do that? Or you know, a new way of doing things, new API. Why would I do that? Why well, can I just use DirectX? So people who, the, the games were better on the PS3, technically, because of the cell and the spews and everything. Yeah. And yes, it was harder to, to program for if you do nothing but DirectX. But if you'd been working in game development for, say, 10, 15 years, you'd use different APIs and different systems. So you weren't just shoehorned into, I know how to use DirectX. And if, you'd, if you came from that kind of viewpoint, PS3 was no different from doing a GameCube versus Xbox or a PC versus Mac. You know, it was just different. It wasn't harder. It was just different. Um, and that's what people don't realize. that This whole thing about, oh, the PS3 was so hard to make games for. It wasn't. If you were just a regular developer who'd done other systems over the years, it was a piece of cake, really. It was just people who literally had no experience on anything other than DirectX and didn't have a fucking clue. Yeah, I think... And I know guys admit that now. But you could see early on, um, besides the price, the price was a killer, but that was because they were getting that Blu-ray in there, and the Blu-ray, it, yeah. it, actually, it all came down to Microsoft jumping the gun. Microsoft declaring, we're done, we're in last place, we can't deal with this, we're starting the new generation. Sony was like, fuck, we need another two years. Because Blu-ray wasn't ready, Blu-ray was too expensive, so yeah. suddenly they had a ridiculously expensive console, the developers, I don't think, were ready for, you know, what was going on with the PS3. You could see in the early uh, third-party games, you could see that the Xbox ones were optimized and great, and the PS3 ones ran a shoddier, basically. But Even I, I, though that, the PS3 was, was more powerful. Yeah, I mean, that, that goes down to just the fact that people didn't know how to use the spews. And yeah, or, yeah. You know, and the same thing was true, I guess... You know, the PS3 we got wasn't the PS3 that was planned. The PS3 planned had two cells inside it, yeah. one for CPU, one for GPU, and they ended up switching out for the RSX, you know, from, in, yeah. from NVIDIA. Uh, that didn't help. You know, yeah. it wasn't as powerful as it was meant to be. You know, if we, had to, if we ended up having two cells in there, fuck, it would have been different. <laughs> you know? But hey, there you go. Yeah. What do I know? I've only been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who wants to go next? Um, I'll go really quick. So okay. um, I would like to see another Watch Dogs game. So I think one built on something pretty cool. Two was really, really good. So I would like to see what they're going to do with another version of it. Um, and then in the Ubisoft area, I do. I was really intrigued by Skull and Bones last year at E3. I really want to see an update on that, on how that's going to work, if it's only going to be like a player-versus-player game, if there's going to be some other stuff to it with the ship combat. Um, I as well wrote Dreams release date just so that we know that when it's coming. Um, I need some more info on exactly what Anthem is and how it's going to work. It's a game and you're going to play it. <laughs> and I want to see Borderlands 3. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. I also am hoping that there is some form of God of War story based DLC similar to what they did with Horizon, uh, the Frozen Wildlands for Horizon Zero Dawn. I'd imagine there would be. Yeah. Corey Barlog said with- that he was not really working on anything, but who knows? Yeah. And- like he's going to tell you the truth. For an <laughs> and um, I am I am very concerned with the battle royale trend and also how these companies are going to spin their loot boxes because they're not going away. They're just going to restructure them. They're going to rename them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So Market much. them. Yeah, don't forget now. Europe's a little different now. Yeah, Belgium's oh, yeah. I called them gambling. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I'm saying that they're gonna re- they're gonna redo them. Like they're gonna make them different somehow. I think I we're still... just gonna we're just gonna get microtransactions again. Just like way diff like very straight up forward microtransactions instead of loot box. <sighs> yeah. To be fair, we should all just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Because uh, was it uh, EA already said Battlefield is going to have like two different currencies? Yeah. So, yeah. Something like that. So it's just like, yeah. And, and the, cosmetic items or something. So yeah. it's like. It just won't be randomized. It's just going to be straight up like, you want this cool jacket? Give me a dollar. Yeah. Um, but as long as that currency is earnable in game and you can buy it, like you get a hundred of that coin or whatever, and that's a dollar in the buying it. Like, I don't have a problem with microtransactions that speed up the process for you, but as long as you can earn the stuff by paying the game. Yeah, and as long as it's, like, cosmetic, and not, like... I don't care either uh, way, to be honest with you, because if I can get it, if I put time in and invest in the game, and I get it, and somebody wants to pay $10 to get it faster than me, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but uh, if you think about, like, that's why people didn't like Battlefront 2, is because you could just buy stuff to make you better at a certain point. Uh, at gameplay, so they th- there's that fine line you have to cross of just like like a Battlefield game. You don't want to have nobody someone... had problems with Battlefield three and four when they offered that auto rifle pack that you could get all the good auto rifles that you had to earn. Yeah, see, I didn't even know that Battlefield four had that. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, like you said, it's gonna be fun watching them like restructure and reword everything. Yeah, around loot boxes. Uh, that, uh. Well, I don't have yeah, but I mean yeah. As long as you can earn it, as long as there's a way to earn it in game, and then like microtransactions just accelerate the process. I have no problem with them. It's when it's only purchasable and non-earnable. Like I don't like that. Yeah, I'd rather have it all gone. <laughs> That's me. It's never gonna go away when people actually buy it. Buy it though. No. Yeah, it won't. But we'll never see cheat codes again. <laughs> sure, you will. It costs two dollars. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Michael, what you got? Um, so for me, um, I uh, like Josh. I'm interested in Microsoft the most because they have to do something. Two years ago, you know, uh, Phil Spencer promised like they're going to work on first party like development and, yeah. and expand it, but they didn't acquire any new studios. They didn't really talk about anything since then. Like we'll probably get a new Fable game um, from one of their studios because uh, they've well, been they've been quiet, and I think are, they've well, announced we that. Already, we already know about that already. Yeah, so we'll see that this year. Yeah, that but like it still seems too soon for another Gears because the last one didn't work out, but like they have to. Uh, maybe we'll get a new Halo. Crackdown Three might actually have a release date. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> but we need new IP. We don't no, just exactly. need Gears Forza Halo. You know? And that's the thing, I, like, two years ago, he talked about, like, they'll expand that stuff, but, like, I haven't heard anything in terms of, like, them expanding or acquiring new studios. Yeah, even if they or, show new IPs, well. Josh, their, their trend is to cancel 70% of them. I know. Don't forget as well, um, they're, they're no longer working exclusively, well, Remedy are no working exclusively with them, where they were before. Yeah. yeah. Remedy was multi-platform last year, so... Yep. Yep. Um... So, like, I'm interested to see what Microsoft's going to do because it's it's they put themselves in a weird position with the Xbox One X. So, like, say PS5 comes out in like 2020, 2021, like the the arms race for like power and what the systems can do is going to be a little weird with these half step consoles. You know, with the Xbox One X being significantly more powerful, just it's not being used for anything right now. Uh, it means. Microsoft well, might have to start, but it does have a it does have a UHD uh, drive in it. Yeah, which yeah. The, the PS4 don't, doesn't. Don't, don't, don't. Okay. Let's, not, let's not go there. <laughs> but but uh, like like the, the you know like the the console generations are kind of weird now to where it's just like you know Microsoft put them in a weird spot by releasing X right now. Just like they have to support this for a while, and then if Sony in two years is going to be like, hey, PS5, it's this much more powerful. Xbox is going to have to be like, all right, guys, we're going to do this one more time. Sorry. Uh, it, it, they're in a weird spot. You know, they need to They finally th- this year to me is like make or break for them. They need to at least lay out like the plan for the next couple years in terms of like, hey, we have this and this is in development and this is in development. It can't just be like, hey, here's Gears, here's Halos or Halo and here's uh, Crackdown. You know, so what? All right, let's not throw this. I want to throw this out there. What will the name for the next Xbox console be? Because they've gone Xbox, Xbox 360, because they couldn't do two when the PlayStation 3 was coming out. <laughs> it's going to be called the uh, Xbox, Xbox One. It's going to be called the Xbox Y, and everybody's going to call it the One E. I actually thought they might just go to Xbox. Which is what we thought so they were So back to the original one. <laughs> Again. <laughs> well, just in the just in this, the Apple thing, yeah, it's iPhone. Yes, there's a number yeah. after it, but it's still just iPhone. Yeah, you know, I think I might just do Xbox. It worked for God of War. <laughs> yeah, why? Who knows what number we're on now? Yeah, that's... that they they I don't know. It, it they they would probably have to go with this like wipe this slate clean. Just go Xbox. Well, I mean, we never know. Everybody thought they would never do. They'd never call the PS4 PS4 because. The word for in is an unlucky in, in Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, they're in a weird step where they need to like hit everyone with like their 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 plans for the next couple years. Uh, and then on the Sony side, I need an extended amount of stage time for uh, Death Stranding. No, <laughs> like, like I need like everything. I want a weird story. I want. Like a twenty-minute story trailer from Kojima, like if he doesn't give his gameplay, if he doesn't give his gameplay, they need to give him twenty minutes, where it's just like, hey, here's uh, Norman Reedus uh, doing weird stuff. Like, they need to show something about that. I know it's still technically not that deep into development. That everything came together really fast. Bullshit! Uh, it's going to be out next year, isn't it? It had, yeah, I think so. You know, so, so you think about this. Even and the thing is, there was a piece recently 
um, or something I read relatively recently where he actually said that it, when he made the announcement with Andrew House, it was nice to talk about something they'd been working on for a year. So that implied to me he'd already been working on it during that, that quiet year doing fuck all allegedly, you know. So that's now, that puts us at what, year three this year? Yeah, which means they have to have something. And, like, I want to know what that is. Yeah. Um, then uh, I hope one of the companies blows out Kingdom Hearts. Um, I want to see more of that game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, like... So Kingdom Hearts will probably be on the PlayStation stage, but I can see Microsoft doing a big push for third parties to get anything on their stage. So if they can get Kingdom Hearts on their stage, that'll probably be a big get from them. Uh, we'll probably see Red Dead on the Sony stage because yeah. they announce like the pre-order stuff, and there's I think exclusive PlayStation stuff. Uh, so we'll see like Red Dead, and I, I want to see more Red Dead. I'm going to say we're not seeing a press conference only because. Rockstar tend not to do any press conferences yeah. with anybody. They did a little bit with GTA 4 on Xbox 360, but I don't think they've done anything else since, have they? They did the trailer for GTA 5 on the PS4 on the Sony stage. Yeah. I think they gave oh. both both studios something, or both companies something to show. Yeah. So I can see them doing something like that, where it's like Microsoft might get something, and then Sony can show. And Sony will probably at least mention they have a pre-order bonus exclusive thing. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, that makes sense. But do you, you think know, it's play? It'll be playable there, Stuart, at all? I think he doesn't no. really do that. No, they don't do that. Really. that so they, never they do might that. have some. They might have a closed behind closed doors press event for certain people, but I doubt it. I mean, they had. Uh, wasn't it? Was it back in in? March they had an an event they flew people across to the UK I think it was to play or New York to play it because there was a bunch of previews that came out of that last trailer just saying but I don't know IGN had been to it and they'd played it for a, a little while hmm. so. son of a bitch I'm right here I could have gone <laughs> if they cared to invite us well so. that's the thing I mean I've, I've, I've got a friend that works here and I've been since the collector's edition was announced yesterday, I've been chasing him for a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't replied yet, so either he's deleted it or he hasn't seen it yet. So, <clears throat> um, the um, the studio that did the uh, the Shadow of the Colossus remake and the Uncharted uh, remaster, um, Blue Point, at Blue Point, uh, they said they're working on something on a bigger scale than they've worked on before. I'm wondering what we'll see from that uh if that'll be on stage and what it could what it could be working it sounds like it's still going to be you know like a, a remaster remake so I'm, I'm curious what is left in sony's catalog that like will be bigger than anything they've worked on yeah. before um, well we know it's not medieval <laughs> no it's not yeah it's not medieval I'm Jack and Dexter or something i don't or know Jack and Dexter, yeah. but they said it's like on a huge scale so i don't know if like Maybe that's the clue. Yeah, but, like... Huh. I, I mean, there's some, like, PS1 RPGs that they can, like, mess around with, like, a Legend of Dragoon or something like that, but, like, I'm just trying to think of something that... Because, like, Shadow Classes is pretty big scale. Uh, so you making... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so hey... Tom's coming confirmed. <laughs> hey, if a game is ripe for Battle Royale, they can do SoCom. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Did you see that leak yesterday that somebody put out on um, his other reset era or NeoGAF with a, a, an alleged set list, effectively, for the Sony press event? Yeah, it's, we've, got, we've got it in our closing agenda. With, so. Closing yeah. with Sony uh, Socom Coalition. Yeah. Oh, which, that it, was the it, one where they got ghosts. They added an S to Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, so Sony's going to get their own game wrong. They so can't spell their own well, game. Well, irrespective of that, okay, <laughs> Sony would never put an E3 logo on a bit of fucking paper talking about Sony press event stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well done, guys. So, yes, uh, it's like, yes, guys, a lot of you sent it to us through Twitter and Facebook. We saw these allegedly leaked lists. They're on our... The, 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 or was it the other one had... Um, um, PS2 and PS3 games playable on PS4 at last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're never going to run PS3 games on a PS4. <laughs> and I made a horrible promise, I think, last week that I hope it doesn't happen. What was P- uh, to be fair, PS2 games would be awesome just to get the library on there and download them and play them on your PS4. That'd be cool. PS3 games ain't going to happen, unfortunately, just because you know the, the nature of the cell architecture in the yeah. Yeah. It's just not possible to do it on an x86-based um, yeah. Silicon. So, yeah. I mean, even fuck me. I mean, even the, the PS3 emulator for PC, you know, on a 3.3 gigahertz CPU, it barely runs stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, how are you going to run it on a 1.6 gigahertz CPU? It's not happening. And the, the sooner people realize that, the better. They're never going to realize that. They'll always no. have hope. <laughs> and that, that's why they just need to leverage PS Now as hard as they can. Um, yeah, but with the with the PS2 stuff, it was my understanding that you know they made that big push like two years ago where they were redoing PS2 games. They were doing what Microsoft stuff, was yeah, doing yeah. with with up you know updated graphics, trophies, all that stuff. Yeah. But they did not sell for shit, and they no. just basically abandoned the whole thing because yes but to be fair though and this is no offense to sony the games they picked weren't the greatest games well there were gta games in there yeah but we've already had gta 4 and 5 you want us to play vice city and, and san andreas right. again well i bought them because <laughs> i'm an idiot and i love fucking playing those games so. yeah so do i but on my yeah. iphone now uh, well, yeah <laughs> do you know, do you know what i mean well, yeah so it's so like still, uh, cool. uh, go on I was going to say. So at the end of the day, you know, if they're going to if they're going to do PS2 games on a PS4, it'd have to be the ones that sold really well, you know. Yeah. And are worth it, you know, ones that don't ha- that have aged well and not like you geeds. What happened to that, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. but like, um, didn't they find uh, some like hackers dug into the Parappa remake and found out that was like a PSP emulator? So like, yeah, I mean that's the, that's the exact same thing. That's the same thing that's going to happen to medieval, basically. Yeah, it's Dave Fax team in in in, San, in in the states at Sony. That's what they do. They wrote the PSP emulator for PS4, and they yeah. basically inject um, higher or retro retrofit better graphics and textures to it. Yeah, you know, but it is was, basically the PS version running. Yeah, I was talking to one of the guys about that uh, when they were showing off. Patapon, I guess. I forget which one right, it was. Yeah. And he was saying it literally takes them, they can put one guy on it for a week and he can have the whole thing up and running. And then it's just clean up and optimization at that point. Yeah. So it's, it's really easy. That's why I want to see more of these PSP to PS4 conversions because yeah. it's an easy thing to do. 
it's just a matter of, I guess, licensing for if it's not a Sony published game. Right. They have to look at licensing and everything because I know there are people that would kill for Jean d'Arc and and games like that. Yeah. To, to come to PS4. So. So we'll get everything compatible but PS3. You know. <laughs> pretty like, much. <laughs> and that's a huge library. So. Yeah. Which is why we have to have now PlayStation Now merged into <laughs> Plus. Uh, I, I, I want that too. I just, I don't know. I don't and it has to be smart enough that you can put your PS3 disc in. It goes, okay, you own this game, and then you get it for free. You know I'll be playing first, don't you? Uh, Michael Jackson's experience? <laughs> <laughs> Red Dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, well, maybe this is the year. I think it will be the year where they finally do the PSN name change. Then Sean Layden at PSX say, oh, like, hopefully you don't. don't ask me that next year. Yeah. I, like, I may, maybe we'll get that. I don't really care about it. I picked a good name, so I don't care. You know what? Honestly, I mentioned mine a year before you could even had a PS3, so I'm happy. Yeah. yeah honestly, though, I don't think it matters anymore because it's it's all screwed up with. Real name you've got your media. yeah, you've got your PSN ID, and then you've got your real name. And yeah. when you look at the screen, I can't tell who's who at this point. So <laughs> that's what happened with the Xbox. But Everybody was days, changing their name every week, and I was like, I don't know who the I, go, I have no idea who the fuck that is. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I hated about the Xbox because every time I turn it on, I'd have a whole new set of people on my friends list. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Because they change their names every week. And to something completely different. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it probably doesn't matter so much anymore with <laughs> real names and and other all this other shit that's going on. Yeah, uh, and that that's pretty much all I'm like looking forward to. Like, I, I want more footage of like Spider Man. Um, I want to be able to play Kingdom Hearts. Like, I, I just want to see more stuff. I don't really. Ooh, I know I want. What is that? A new Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. I'd rather get a Jack and Dexter before another Ratchet and Clank. No, I have no interest in Jack and Dexter. Or another Sly. Oh, I want Jesus, well, no. Sly. Sly did nothing in Europe compared to Ratchet. I, yeah. I love Sly. I love Sly too. Uh, I hate Sly. I just don't see it happening. But <laughs> <laughs> but with the with the remake they did of of Ratchet and Clank. I would like to see them continue that. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That was a phenomenal game. It was amazing. That was a phenomenal game. Yeah. It's so fucking pretty on PS4 Pro. Yeah, it really was. On the base machine, but on a PS4 Pro, it's like, holy shit, what happened? Yeah. Did somebody find the Pixar button? I I want them to... I'd love them to get through the the PS2 games and then get to the future series. I have to say, on a related note... Have you noticed the names of all the Ratchet and Clank games? Yeah. Yes. They're kind of all sexual related. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize till last week. I was like, oh shit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was their big thing. When I saw them all side by side in a single sheet, I thought, damn, someone's repressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so let's uh, speed run through some of these other things that some people sent and some conversation on them. So. Splinters um, at Splinter1972 on Twitter using hashtag AskPSNation. Could the PS Mini be a portable at E3? It, they just like use a, the PS Go shell to be a PS1 thing. 
the 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 uh, not the PSP Go. What? No, the PSTV. Nobody's saying well, that. Like, to... it just you know, just you stick the PSTV in a PSP Go, and you're all set. But it's a PS Vita. Oh, a portable. Well, and uh, yeah. and the thing he's is, he's asking right, if the... the PS One could be a port. He's essentially if like if or if, if it can even show up at E three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it will. I honestly, and I know you're saying no because of the the retail and and holidays, but I honestly think it's something they would announce at PlayStation Experience and then bring out in 2019. I would say if anything, they would announce it at Paris Games Week. Interesting. What if they have it at PSX and say you can purchase it today yeah. at PSX? Yeah. <laughs> Huh. And then just have the fans just go in. Oh well, yeah, the first the first hundred people in line, like the like the twentieth anniversary PS4, yeah. the first hundred people in line get a voucher to be able to buy it right then and there. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so uh, Ethan Bernard lists off a couple things on here. He wants a Starhawk sequel. That's not going to happen, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. He, he wants, so, uh, even forgot Starhawk existed yeah, when it came out. Last of yeah. Us 2 Battle Royale. Oh. <laughs> Last of Us is too pretty to do a yeah. Battle Royale. Like 60 frames per second performance in Last of Us 2 and Spider-Man. I think that's Probably possible. Doable. Yeah. Uh, Patapon for PS4. That's already on PS4. Yeah. Oh, like a like a proper PS4 Patapon? Probably. Uh, because the the PSP version got converted over yeah. for PS4. Um, Patapon 2 and 3 would be nice, yeah. and they were supposed to be coming. And but. like we talked about already, like some kind of kills another Killzone announcement, whether it's a remaster or something new. Um, and he wants he he, he wrote De- uh, Detroit DLC. Like it's too early. Like, yeah, 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 way too early. And this David Cage doesn't usually do DLC, so yeah, I don't see how you could based yeah. on the way that story goes. Uh, Heavy Rain had some DLC. Then they released like the yeah they Absolutely. released that demo. Uh, you know the the original like like the the thing they used to show at E three. They ended up turning that into an actual oh, like chapter. Demo. No, uh, no, it was like the one where you're in someone's house. It was, yeah, it was an like, extra uh, chapter. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I I can see that at like Paris Games Week. You know, bring David yeah. Cage out on stage for that. Yeah. All right. So um, Joseph, uh, I'm yeah, I'm just gonna use his Twitter handle, Joe Paristatus. Paristatus. <laughs> uh, again, hashtag SPS Nation. Two wild predictions because go big or go home. Shadows die twice from the game that was teased is an Xbox slash PC exclusive. That's the from software game that they showed. Like, oh, it wasn't even like the game name. It just said. Shadows died twice. I, I don't see. X, I mean, Xbox could buy exclusive games if they wanted. I don't know. I, I feel like they're. That would be like Namco. They they would just like want it on everything. Right. No. Um, Spider Man has a second playable character, maybe Spidey Gwen. Oh, oh please. I, I love Spider One, yeah. Well, because uh, Mary Jane's supposed to be playable in Spider Man. Like you play as her while she works at the Daily Bugle, I believe. So there's already technically another playable character. <laughs> but Spider Gwen would be great, like story DLC. But then I, I would probably just want Miles. 
Well, uh, if, I'm, if I'm MJ, can I get Spider-Man in an alley and kiss him upside down? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Only when it's raining. If, if it's raining, then you have to run to an alley and find him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Spider-Man would be great. Um, and then, like, obviously we talked about the, the list, the leaked lists and things like that, which, yeah. like Stuart said, nobody's stamping official logos on stuff and handing it out like a flyer. Um, <laughs> so, um, Alex Strickland, again, using hashtag AskPSNation. Uh, Stuart, how long have you been building guitars? <laughs> Two years. Okay. Nice. Um, and then this is the one that Stuart answered already, but maybe he can elaborate a little bit. Stephen Tower said... What was the hardest game you ever had to develop? I've been thinking about this since I answered online, and I can't remember what I put online. Did you put eight on it? New and tasty, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, two answers. New and tasty was hard because we ended up canning nine months of development and restart development in January 2013 with Unity, and then we shipped it in July 2014. So... You know, we had one of the programmers in the team who I think had pretty much 20 days off in 18 months. Oof. Uh, and that includes weekends, by the way. Wow. Um, and then the art guys, I know for a fact that three of them, no, two of them at least, probably worked every weekend for a minimum of six months. <sighs> and we were doing 16-hour days. That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, so that was harsh and hard. And in terms of other kinds of difficulty, um, there's a game we did in the recent future where <laughs> the people we were working with, or recent past, not recent future, Jesus, recent past. Okay, that makes a little more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, and to me also. Uh, so in the recent past. Something slept. Yeah, no, no. Um, in the recent past, where basically, even up till six weeks before we shipped, they were blaming us for the underperformance on the console versions of the game. Um, and it took somebody at Unity to tell them, no, you are aware that the console versions of Unity run about a sixth of the speed of the PC version. To which they went, oh, we had no idea. Even yeah. though we've been telling them for six months, your game fucking sucks balls, speed it up. Yeah. Yeah. That was hard. But only in the terms of that they were dealing with fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Oh, the prize idiots. Oh, we've been making games for 30 years now. We know what we're doing. Really? Done a Unity before? No, but it can't be that difficult. Try again. <laughs> um, so that was, that was hard. Personally, though, my hardest game I ever wrote was the first full game I wrote myself in 1990 and 1991. It was on Atari ST and Commodore Megan. It's called Rubicon. And I was finishing the game off in January 01, uh, uh, 91. And I'd literally, I'd worked Christmas Eve. I took Christmas Day off. And I was back at work by lunchtime on the, the 26th. Um, but during the January, so literally leading up to the two weeks before we, we shipped or finished it on ST and Amiga, I was working three days straight, sleeping for 12 hours, working three days, days straight, sleep for 12 hours, working three days straight for literally two weeks. 
And on the morning of the second day of one of the stints of three days being awake, they called up and just said, Condor's about to release the Amiga 1200. Can you make the game compatible with that as well, please? Thank you very much. Oh, shit. And I literally sat in my little sofa in my room in my parents' house where I used to live and work, and I just broke down and started crying. Uh, that was hard. And I fell asleep in the sofa. Three hours later, I woke up and went, fuck, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was that was that was that was personally hard in terms of stuff I went through myself directly of the stuff I was actually doing. Uh, so there you go. Wow. Mm. I think that's it, guys. No, no there's questions? two more questions. Oh, there's two questions. more. Yeah. For me or just in general? Uh, in general. Oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was at the bottom. That was on the other page. My bad. <laughs> So Ben uh, B seven two eight three wrote, uh, "Have we seen the last of Uncharted on PS4?" I hope not. That's my answer. I hope not. <laughs> I think they, yeah, might, I want... they might branch out with like the Lost Legacy style thing, but I think we've seen the last of Nathan Drake on PS4. Yeah, I, I, I never know. Yeah, I, I want more Chloe adventures, and I'm still pushing for like Young Sully adventures or something. Yeah, that'd like, be fun. Yeah, but I, I I think might be the last for Uncharted for a while. But um, I want to see I want to see like after the end of Uncharted four, and maybe I'm misremembering, but it felt like Sully and Nate's brother were going to go yeah. off and have adventures, and I want to see that. Oh, that would be yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know. I I think it would be too soon if they just you know do like Uncharted or Nathan Drake's daughter. Like goes on adventures. I don't Spoilers, know. Spoilers, man. Oh, sorry. The game's been out for a couple years, right? To be honest, though, on Uncharted um, and Naughty Dog, I would love to see another Uncharted game, but I think I'd like to see another new IP from Naughty Dog first. Yes, that that's yeah. what I want the most. Like, yeah. Well, that was the thing. I don't know that Naughty Dog would do at least not another Nathan Drake Uncharted. I don't see them doing another Nathan Drake Uncharted. I feel they're done with that. That's why maybe Sully and Nate's brother, I can't remember his name. Um, maybe the two of them. Um, yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. Um, but, like, that would be the other, the other part of the studio working on that. Because they have, you know, they've got the guys working on The Last of Us while the other guys were working on uh, Uncharted. So you've got somebody working on Last of Us 2 while somebody else is working on maybe the Sully Troy Baker Uncharted. Or a new IP, yeah, would be awesome. But they're not, I don't think they'll drop a brand new IP while they're still trying to launch Last of Us 2. Like, I don't think they would well, announce that now. But they did that with Last of Us 1, didn't they? Did they? Then, oh, yeah, maybe they did. They yeah. announced Last of Us 1 well, just before Uncharted came out. Well, Uncharted was coming. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I retract that statement. <laughs> uh, yeah, so maybe they would. Huh. Either way, I can't wait to see what Naughty Dog does next. Yeah. And uh, yeah. by next, I mean after um, Last of Us 2. Yeah. Although I'm still at a quandary to work out. In that first Last of Us 2 trailer, if Joel was alive or dead, and that was his ghost that she was talking to. Because there's no footstep sounds as he walks in the room, and she doesn't make eye contact with him at all in that trailer. You either paid way too much attention, 
Or you went down a YouTube rabbit hole as well. No, no, that was all me. Okay. He is, he's been around dealing with this world for how long? He is really, really stealthy. <laughs> oh, footsteps sounds, man. Come on. Did, did you okay. see his feet? Did he have shoes? I don't know. No. Uh-huh. I, I mean, you're right. I mean, that to some degree comes from the whole thing of in Last Jedi, the fact that you find out later that, um, yeah. you know, in that <laughs> bit near the end, Luke makes no sound because he's not really there. End of. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm done. Yeah, so, all right, one that's going to send a couple of them into a tizzy here for a couple minutes is uh, top three consoles you have owned of all time. Easy. Okay, go. Four, PS3, PS2. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. If you said four consoles, I would have dropped PS1 in there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. Out of everything? Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. Xbox, good for doorstops. I was never a Nintendo fan ever. Uh, and Dreamcast, meh. Alright, so I'll throw mine in because I, I had to put this together before we started. Um, the Atari 5200 uh, because it was the first console I ever bought and it was basically an arcade game machine. They It was just full of arcade game ports and I Freaking loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, the Sega Genesis, um, because actually between the Atari 5200 and the Sega Genesis, I was on my Apple IIc the whole time, and the Genesis is what got me back into console gaming. And I love the shit out of that thing. And the PS2, um, because the PS2 just kicked off so many IPs, so many amazing IPs. Um, and the GTA series was there before, but it really took off when they went into sandbox mode on the PS2. Red Dead, Roger and Clank, Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, you know, Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, God of War, Okami, SingStar, SOCOM, SSX, Yakuza. You'd go on and on and on just with all the games, all the IPs that came out of the PS2 and just had some fantastic uh, iterations on that system. So, yeah, that's that's my three. Well, you too. <laughs> Have you guys played more than three consoles or owned more than three Are consoles? Are they old enough? <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> to There's three out. consoles out? What? <laughs> um, I mean, like, so, you know, PS4, obviously, that's what has been right in front of me for the longest time of, like, why I've been writing for this, uh, doing stuff like this. Um, PS3 had a big, very big impact on me because it actually got me, you know, playing games again on a regular basis after not playing them from in my early twenties, um, and then just like crazy memories on like Super Nintendo, just playing games with my older brother. I mean, I got to see him again this weekend. He was up for the graduation, but like playing just sports games like Tecmo Super Baseball and Mario's and, and Street Fighters and like beating my brother in Street Fighter when I was like you know <laughs> six years old and he's sixteen, you know. And him like walking out of the room and like not wanting to play the game with me anymore. So, <laughs> um, for me, uh, number one would be PS2. Uh, like Josh said, there's just so many things that were started on that that platform, and so many games that I spent way too long. And that was like right in that that like early teens that wow. I spent probably the most time. <laughs> 
uh, playing on the PS2. You're yeah, a sorry. child. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it'd be uh, number two would probably be PS3, uh, just because I spent even more time on a PS3 and games like Uncharted 2 or like on my all time, like Uncharted 2 and Red Dead are like on my all time great games list. Uh, and then number three, I would probably go with the N64, even though it wasn't that great. But that was like the first console I bought with my own money. Mm. So it's always even, a special one, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's the uh, it's the one where the game, the, the, the library wasn't that great. The controller was fucking terrible, but <laughs> it was the first one I bought. Damn it. Yeah. You know, that damn, that buy- controller sucked. Buying the and I, and it wasn't even a. A choice for me like I went to get I had enough money saved up from Christmas and all that stuff to get the Atari 5200 and I had waited because it originally came with breakout and a couple months into it or a year into it, whatever it was they started offering Pac-Man in with it so I went and I was like yeah I want the one with Pac-Man and what they literally did they opened up the box pulled out Breakout and stuck Pac-Man in there and sealed up the box again and handed it to me. And I was like, okay. Because wow. <laughs> they, they weren't actually doing any pack-ins. It was all Breakout pack-ins, but they were told to just do the swap in the store depending on what people wanted. Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah, fun memories. <laughs> Alright. So did I get all the questions this time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Stuart. We appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us today. That's okay. Yeah, it's been good. fairly light and easy for change. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were awake the whole time too. Was, yeah, there is that. That much easier. <laughs> um, to be fair, though, Josh, we're we're almost touching three hours or two are. and a half hours. So I know hey, this was a long one. Some things don't change. Yes. It's <laughs> well, so my been, fault. They've been going. Yeah, they, it is because they've been going shorter without you here. Without you and Glenn, it's been going a lot shorter. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, so so cool. the next time that you guys that we talk to you guys, we're going to be coming to you from E3. Oh shit! Yay! So yes, we are. Um, uh, do you know what? I'm going to do my usual. I'm going to be uh, watching the conference live in the UK at two o'clock in the morning next Tuesday night or Monday night, Tuesday morning. So. If anyone wants to hurl abuse at me on Twitter, you're welcome to do so. <laughs> if I get my predictions wrong or right, frankly. Okay. Please do. Just, just let him know. Just bother, bother Stuart at 3 a.m. just for the hell of it. So, again, thank you, Stuart, for hanging out with us. And like I said, next time we're, we'll talk to you guys. We'll be coming to you daily from E3. Uh, the first one probably will be Monday night, and then we'll do one Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night as well. So... Get out there and have a good time, and we'll talk to you guys from E3. Thanks. One week to E3.